You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. So you've listened to my show. You've gotten to know the people behind the camera and in front of the camera. And you're thinking to yourself, I really want to be able to watch porn in an ethical way. I want to pay for my porn, but I don't want to join just one website where I can only get one brand's type of content or one porn star's type of content. I want to be able to access it all. This is why you should go to hotmovies.com because Hot Movies has everything. They have scenes from all of the biggest porn companies, all of your favorite porn stars. They basically have everything. And if you use code HOLLY, you can get your first 20 minutes for free. So what have you got to lose? Support this industry and also get access to all of the hottest, latest releases at hotmovies.com. And do not forget to use my code HOLLY for 20 minutes free. I want to talk to you guys about a new project that I'm doing. I am working on an erotic photography book and this project means a lot to me. Now, I have a few other photography books out, but this would be the first one that would be created solely by me. I need your support in order to make this happen, which is why I've created a new Patreon. It's patreon.com slash hollyrandallart. And there you can donate to support these incredible photo shoots that I've got lined up. You will get access to exclusive photos and exclusive video that will only be available on my Patreon. It will not be on any other website of mine. You will also be able to access the private behind-the-scenes Snapchat, even get a live Q&A Skype call with us from set. This project is something that is very close to my heart, and it is my way to really create something beautiful and artistic and... I just want to fall in love with photography all over again. It's not porn, it's erotica. There's a big difference there. And I would really, really appreciate it if you guys would come check it out and support me. So go to patreon.com slash hollyrandallart. Thank you so much. Today on the podcast, it's the interview you have all been waiting for. Francois Clouseau and Mike Quasar, two very, very busy directors, two very talented directors, and um, two guys that have decades of experience in the industry, and uh, they're both hilarious, and they're probably going to be a little bit sauced because we've broken out the whiskey for them, not for me, so I can't promise you that I know exactly what's going to happen today, but I can promise it's going to be funny. So without further ado, let's introduce Francois Clouseau and welcome back Mike Quasar. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I am so excited. I know I say that every week, but like today, like literally my... It's hollow today. I just want to say that right away. My panties are wet with excitement. I've had to change them so many times because I have two of my favorite guys who won't ever let me get through the intro on the show, Francois Clouseau. 
enough. One of my closest friends. I don't really remember his name. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> and of course, Mike Quasar. These are oh, two yeah. of the busiest directors in the industry, and they're both amazing people, and they're both hilarious. And um, I'm so excited to have you guys here. Better not fuck up. No, we're gonna put the pressures on. <laughs> Big time. So, 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 be funny. Go. Well, first of all, I'd like to start by saying I, <laughs> I appreciate the fact that uh, that you've enabled us to uh, uh, be uh, funny. Which yes. Is, uh, Beb, which is this is ginger ale, of course. Yes, but, of uh, course it is. Yeah. Yes. I find it's easier to talk to people when I have a few ginger ales in my system, personally. But you know, that's just me. I don't Did know. Did you Uber here? No, no, no. I didn't. Oh, not, so. that, that, okay, good. That's all right. I wasn't worried about that. I'm going to sleep in the lobby keep when up this with is you over. Right right. <laughs> so Mike and I actually met for the very first time on this show. And um, and look at us now. Look at us now. Look Two at us peas now. in a pod. Two peas in a pod. And Mike is actually honestly responsible for me getting my first Wicked feature and uh, my next one, which Thanks, I just Mike. finished casting. So thank you so much, Mike, for that. I still very much appreciate you rooting for me. Well, I'll always be your cheerleader right now. <laughs> And then Francois um, shoots Is for... Is responsible for anything? No. I don't. <laughs> He's responsible for taking half my jobs at Twisties. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, well. <laughs> Francois also shoots for Twisties. He's probably... I think it's like kind of just you and me now that shoot for them. And I know obviously you shoot for like all the other Mind Geek brands as I'm well. Not, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't even know who shoots what and where and when. I have no idea. I think it's just you and me now. I think because okay. they've cut down on other scenes. Yeah. Uh, if you've noticed, they're posting less stuff. They're putting more money into production but they're po- posting yeah. less scenes so yeah, i guess and then you also shoot for a digital playground yes. and yeah. who else do you direct for babes babes sometimes rk okay and i shoot for browsers for yeah Kieran Lee, yeah so you're like i mean both of you guys work seriously all the time like i don't know how the fuck you do it like i'm if i work if i shoot more than three days in a week i get like really i don't I get real grumpy. Three days in a week. That's what I do when I'm on vacation. I know. That's what I'm saying. Fly down to Cabo and, uh, you know, spend some time on the beach and then I'll see a couple of people boning behind a rock. I'm like, hey, I got to film that. (laughs) It's an instinct. If I'm off three days in a row, I'm like, first day is like, yeah. And then second day is like, what am I going to do with myself now? (laughs) So how many times a week do you normally shoot, Francois? Five. Wow. Six. Sometimes seven. And then Mike, same for you? It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we were just saying how people are really struggling right now to find like good photographers and cameramen in the industry. Like almost every production house is is desperate to find somebody, and I don't know where everyone went. Like why why aren't there any? I don't think it's where everyone went. I think it's, <clears throat> and this is what we talked about the last time on the podcast. Is it's strange that no one pays for porn, and yet there's so much more porn, and because of that, <laughs> there is the need for you know these obviously more people to shoot it. And you know, he and I have been around since the Paleolithic era. You know, <laughs> so you know it's sort of like 1908. Well, 1908 was it 1908? Yeah, yeah it was 1908. we got yeah. with uh, you know Charles. Chaplin. Luckily, both of us survived the sinking of the Titanic, which <laughs> <Yes>. I <laughs> because when you were floating on that door out there, I thought you were a goner. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, because they're running to Brett Armstrong and it's drunk. So, of course, I understand. He was the he was the uh, Billy Zane character. Anyway, uh, the point being <laughs> that uh, if you're, uh, it also comes down to who is going to, um, I think, be uh, trustworthy and um, where you don't have to worry about it. You know, like when I, for example, my relationship with Joanna Angel is such that. You know, if I can't do something, she has to hire another camera guy. She gets nervous because she, you know, we have such a working relationship that she doesn't have to worry about it, right? So I take care of it. Yes, and that's why she pays me. Right. Um, 
So I would imagine that's similar for Francois or me or Matt Holder or you know any number of the you know the sort of go to guys in the business. Yes, through, through the years we'd all developed a relationship with people, right? right. You know, they, they know like now with Kieran it's like seven or eight years I shoot for him, so it's like almost we have a dance during yeah. the scene. Yes. He knows when I move. It's like this time to move. You know, everything's like yeah. that. Yeah. As far as production goes, I mean, for many years we we're the same. I mean, I was with the same people with Wicked. It's like yeah. you know, you, that was the guy that they called. Yeah, you know, to shoot for everyone. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, but it, it's also some guys died. Well, that's know, true. <laughs> people do die. Well, John Keeler and JD, yeah, so they, they retired they're, or they died, they're and then uh, and there's there are people that are just too old to hand, to handle the pressure to to the, the pace. Right. And all the new people that just a lot of times. Not that they're bad, but they're kids that just were raised on shooting Gonzo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's hard to 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 get a Gonzo guy to just shoot a feature right. or a, a very big scene because you don't know about you know lighting and how to shoot. I mean, I remember when I started with Digital Playground a few years ago. I had the hardest time explaining to people the 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 crossing the line. Yeah, that yes. you didn't get that one. Right. Yeah. Can you explain uh, to our listeners what crossing the line? Well, when you sh- when you shoot a well, scene, first of all, he crossed the line when he touched me inappropriately in the lobby. <laughs> that was the first time he crossed the line today, and I'm sure it won't be the last. Continue. Well, when you shoot a scene, you have you have, you have an imaginary 180 degree uh, line. So, right. So to place your camera and shoot the people, you can't cross that. Otherwise, right. people that shoot that that talk right from left they end up shoot uh, talking left from right, and when you cut together, it makes no sense anymore. Right. That's pretty much it. So right. a lot of people don't know about that and even though you want to place your camera everywhere you can't because yeah. otherwise your scene doesn't make sense you can cross the line if you have a shot that crosses the line and yes brings whoops, I'm sorry brings your perspective back to the other or way. you need like a, a shot from like a, what they call the yeah, neutral neutral yeah, like exactly. right in the middle right but it's still difficult yeah right i catch that in mainstream all the fucking time yeah really yeah it's interesting. I was actually watching. Um, there's this guy. I wish I could remember his name, but he's got this YouTube channel, and he basically breaks down like director styles and editing and stuff like that. And he went into this whole explanation as to why the editing for that Queen movie, Bohemian Rhapsody, is really, really bad. Oh, I know because there's a. There's Didn't a, they get the award for that? Yeah, yeah but that's and what that's he why was he was saying. Was it bad? It, the, you remember the scene where <clears throat> it's an exterior scene? They're all at a restaurant, and literally, oh, so you saw that yeah, video? You know, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, edit like every six seconds I mean, yeah. probably even more than that it's like reaction 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 you know this that the other thing um i didn't, didn't bother me but i suppose if you want to find something wrong with it there's something wrong with well it, once you know? he broke it down and explained it i saw what he meant and i saw how because he was basically talking about how like editing needs to be motivated by uh, reactions uh, or something new happening all these things but that if you look i at, don't agree with if that you, yeah and especially now if you look at the attention span of, of young kids that are getting right. filmmaking they edit, you know, top <coughs> the charts. You know, they're, you know, they're, you know, you have the the tried and true, you know, um, classic directors. They'll have these long shots, you know, mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. you know, like these steadicam shots that go on for, and the, the the blocking of that and the pacing of that must be insane. And then if yeah. you screw it up, it's like back to one, mm-hmm. yeah. one shot. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that's a style that you know I prefer that, but I mean, it's just. Did it's you see a, Roma? No, I haven't seen Roma. Roma has these beautifully, yeah. really long, establishing wide shots right. that. Just like they really allow the scene to breathe and they're beautiful. Like mm. that was one thing I definitely but, picked up on. You know, like when a director has a new idea about editing or shooting a scene, there's always people bitching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's like, I always remember in Highlander, one of my favorite movies. There you could had, be only one. Exactly. There's, 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 a, to, there's uh, a scene where Sean Ru- Connery and Francois. Yeah, <laughs> Russell, I am Scottish. Um, there, there's a, a scene uh, in, in the hospital when the guy has been, uh, has been uh, you know, he's been skewered by the Kurgan and yes. the cops come to, uh, to uh, interview him. That scene, every shot is a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not that they went master singles and stuff. No, right. every shot is a different 
point of view, and people were completely confused. bitching about that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not confusing. It's no. just it was never done before. Right. Well, that's that thing. every you know, and, and they were going through the script. Sounds like they they recorded the whole scene in one angle, that another. They just every pretty much line is a different outside, inside, up, down, like. And I thought it was brilliant at the time. Still what was to the motivation? For None. It's that. the director. It, it was. It's a, it. Yeah, it was the Russell Mulcahy was a guy who used to say, "Okay, you can put a light somewhere. Even if you see the light, if it looks good, it's fine. If mm. you see Razorback, you have giant source behind windmills right. lighting the house at night. You can tell there's an HMI there. Right. Who fucking cares? Looks great. Well, that's the same way I feel about that scene in Bohemian Rhapsody because when I watched the movie, it didn't bother me at all. Of course, mm. when I watched that video breaking it down, I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. The movie made eight hundred million anyway? dollars. I don't know. I forget who it was. It was just somebody sent me the link to the. How video. about he makes a movie? See how good he is. Well, there you go. Exactly. And if he makes a movie that makes eight hundred million dollars, then I'll pat him on the Boom. back. I was thinking to myself, like everybody is a critic, you know, like it's right. and and how much easier it is to pick apart somebody's work than it is to actually create it yourself. Exactly. Well, Usually, critics are people that are fuck ups and just like to bitch. The world has become one giant Yelp review. You know what I mean? It's just, <laughs> that's what's happened. You know what I mean? Like anything. Like there'll be people talking about this podcast today. We oh, I put it up on YouTube. Oh, yeah. I have to check in. Oh, wait, 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 exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, uh, yeah, no, but there'll be people, you know, commenting on this podcast when it's up on YouTube, you know, like, yeah. they'll be like, my head is enormous. Francois, clearly it looks like a closeted homosexual. They're going to say all kinds of things about us on What's this wrong podcast. With well, nothing I, uh, they're necessary for both uh, hiding your shame and your, and putting your clothes I'm, away. I'm, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of anything. All right, good. I'm glad to know Except that. Except being because, your friend. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I never really considered us friends until uh, you know this. Oh, you're right. Comes. Yeah. All right, oh, fine. actually, all right. Francois specifically requested that you come on the show. With oh, yeah. I, for yeah. months, I've been saying you gotta book us together. You gotta get we, us together. We did a radio show years ago together, and it was really fun. Yes, yeah, so it was like one of the best hours I've ever spent. Yes, it was. Uh, it was sober. A, it was a good time. Well, yeah, sober. Yeah. 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 Well, we're we're, <laughs> we're working on that, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll tell you. What was that for? Was that for? Uh, what was it? There was it was Mindy. It was uh, something raw talk or something. Oh, whatever. It was like a free radio. All I know is it was in the valley yeah uh, was- so i didn't have that long line at tsa and i didn't have them uh, <laughs> have to make sure my papers were in order in order to get no to the we, we uh no it was like a, coming down here river, i don't know if you're aware and woodman does this thing I yeah know. i don't know but anyway that was i was i got to the buddy cavity i got to that i got to that i got to that podcast in 10 minutes i left for this one uh, yesterday evening and uh, <laughs> there was a layover at uh, melrose and i <laughs> you know what's funny is last time you came on this so podcast you also complained about how far it was how long it takes to get Listen, it took me I 30 lived, minutes I have lived in from the Santa Clarita. I've lived in L.A. for 30 years now. Yeah. I've lived in the Valley all of those years, yeah. except for maybe the first six months when I didn't know where things were. But once I found the Valley, I'm like, ah, really? space. There's, I know there's no culture. I know it's strip malls and chain restaurants. I don't care. I'm white trash. I didn't even expect to make it this far in life. <laughs> they don't have white trash in Canada. Oh, they have plenty of white trash in Canada. Let me introduce they you to my family. They do not have white trash in Canada. Oh, good eh? Lord. Are you kidding? Our generous welfare system what are you encourages white boots? trash. <laughs> You're not the new Listen, Ed, don't talk to me about white trash. Are you trash. A hey, I, You're no, not, you're not from Newfoundland. No, no, there I'm you go. not. I'm, I'm a, a Torontonian. Well, there you go. That's right, but I doesn't. That's the, hey, the higher thing. People ask me if I save money to for be retirement. from Edmonton. Well, that's fine, too. Eric Everhart was from Edmonton. Calgary? I don't know. Anyway, people ask me what my retirement strategy is. I'm like, I'm going to go back to Canada and milk the system. That's It's so easy to do it there. But Why would I save money? See me, I can't. Like, if I go back to France, I haven't been paying well, in. you're not system. welcome, for one thing. Why, well, so exactly. <laughs> there's a reason you're here that you're not telling us about. I'm but, true French. I'm not from Algeria, so yeah, I'm not really welcome there. That's right. But, um... Uh, Zing! <laughs> there we go. Okay, Francois. Uh, comment on YouTube. Francois, Islamophobic. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, no, but it's like in France, you have to pay in the system. Like, yes. you know, you get a chunk of your salary. Putting of course, in. Yes. I haven't done that in, I've been here 28 years now. Yeah. So 
there's really nothing I can do going back to France. They're going to say, hee hee. Well, they're fuck you, idiot. So they might say, listen, you <laughs> fucking expatriate. You went to the Yankees. They did not take care of you. And you come back here, expect us to do something for you. Get in line with all the other people that are. It's just like being there. <laughs> all right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, it makes sense to me. Well, no, but well, I know. Uh, look. But I just can't go and milk the system. Right. Where in I France? Can, I can also not work after 65. It's not legal in France. So you cannot work. You literally cannot work past no, 65. You can't work two jobs. You can't work on weekends. You, I know. Everything has to be declared. The French have the toughest. Uh, tax system in the world. Even in the 80s, they had a, a software called Mephisto mm. that would audit everybody in France. We're talking 60 million people at the same time. Like, wow. I got papers. You forgot 27 francs. Wow. Which was $2. Well, I have a plan. <laughs> I have a plan for when I turn 65. Uh, I'm actually going to be shooting my stepdaughter's bush volume 709. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I'll be thing. celebrating my I, 65th birthday. I, I don't want to retire. I love what I do. And it's like, I, you know, it's, you it's, and I differ, uh, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love being on sets. Okay. That's also where you I love, I love the lights. I love the cameras. I was, and, and frankly, I mean, even when I'm, I'm on vacation for too long, which never happens, I think my last vacation was 2005, mm-hmm. but, uh, and I was bored. Uh, it was, you know, I don't know what to do with myself. I mean, I have time. I mean, I, I love going to work and, and come home and do things I like to do. You are so lucky. Because, mm. I, I mean, I do love my job, but, like, I definitely don't want to be on set for more than, like, 10 hours. People have asked well, me. all the time. People I mean, <clears throat> with Wicked, I'm used to that. You know, like, when I switched from Wicked to Brazzers, I was like, oh, so you can make the same amount of money and not be on set until 5 a.m.? Because I was used to my, my wife just when she would see me, see me come back at 5 p.m. in the afternoon, she was like, "What happened? Something happened?" No, we're done. And she would because when I left at 8 a.m., she was used to see me come back at 3 or 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. But you're also you. It, it's an issue. Of, well, first of all, people. One someone asked me my directorial style, and I said I don't necessarily have a style. I have a motivation, and my Drink motivation. My motivation is to go home. That's my only motivation. When I step on a set, my highest priority is going home. <laughs> so and it depends. But no. But I was going to say when when I used to work for other people, like when I first started out, whatever. You're sort of at the mercy of what they do. Like uh, I remember the Northridge earthquake. I literally got home from set a half an hour before that earthquake hit. I was wide awake when it hit. Yeah. And um, so then when you get... So you did it. Well, it was me. I was entirely... I <laughs> fell off my futon in my single apartment and I just jostled the tectonic plates. I don't know how it happened, but please don't tell anyone. Uh, but no, so now, yep, because I now shoot for Wicked, right? Yeah, I know. And uh, Holly does too. <laughs> Laugh it up, French boy. Anyway, uh, but I, uh, being in control of that now, I uh, I just make sure because I'm, I'm going to write a script for it. I'm going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to plan it out that we're that I'm not going to be on set till 5 a.m. Because, again, even when I'm making something that's creative and that I'm inv- invested in yeah. and I'm happy to be doing, I still want to go home. That's yeah. still always the main thing. And also, too, the crew and the cast gets really tired yeah. if you keep them there till 5 a.m. And then you're paying, you know, overtime and location fees. There are horrible directors in this business who I will not name, but uh, the people will know. <laughs> Oh God, French! All right, Did you, is that a laugh track? He brought a laugh track. <laughs> he brought he brought a laugh track. Wow, uh, this is why uh, only the French found Jerry Lewis funny. I don't know what. To, uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't Can we take a break? I need not, more. Do not try me, boy. All right, fair enough. What was I've lost my train of thought. No, that was horrible. Point. Frenchman uh, interrupted. <laughs> Talking about directors that were just keeping you on. Right, no, no, no. So my point is, is that when you are a, attention. I mean, especially when you have like a crew and you have a PA that's making like one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. And you're just fucking around and yeah. you just don't give a shit. And yeah. it's two o'clock in the morning and mm-hmm. this guy is now making the equivalent of like six dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I don't. I just not. 
fair, I don't think. So for no. you, it's also a consideration for other people. It's always a consideration always. for other people, and, and especially in my case because I don't work for a mind geek brand, so my budgets aren't like his budgets. Right. Uh, so when what I – What do you do with it? Well, it does to an extent because I can get somebody that will basically do me a favor because they know I'm going to have them out in two hours, so they're going to work perhaps a little cheaper for me than they would for somebody yeah. that's going to keep them on set for 12 hours. Right. Um, which I always appreciate. So when anybody's giving me a break on their rate, I'm always I, I'm obligated at that point to make sure that I don't waste their time, right? Right. Um, and you know, most of the time that's how it goes. So, so explain now. What? Well, I'm wasting <laughs> I'm wasting your time clearly because. Uh, yeah. How long no. are your days normally, Francois? Uh, well, it it it, it fluctuates. Depends on the scene we have to shoot or if it's a feature. I mean, it's anywhere from from. Seven, eight hours to sometimes twelve, fourteen. Like you know, uh, oh, that's we, 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 yeah. I mean, you know, and 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 things go faster now because cameras are smaller. We're using yeah. LED lights, so it's not like that yeah, yeah. crazy shit you have to yeah. do all the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like you have to pay attention to a lot of stuff. There's there's a lot of requirement in the script that you have to pay attention, as you yes. know. Yes, I uh, do. So you you can't rush it. But then again. I think of talent. I think of crew. You're right. You cannot fuck around. We right. fuck around a lot. Well, yeah. because I. I, I I always believe that you have to keep uh, a happy set and a fun set. So we're, we're doing on set what we're doing here. Right. Yeah. right like right, we joke, we, right. we bust you each You have to walk that and, line where you like yeah. keep it fun and you keep the mood light, but you're being efficient and you're not sitting around. Yeah. What I can't stand is people that are not being efficient. People right. that I fuck around, sit on their ass. I mean, you know, smoking weed all day, yeah, that, licking that, girls' buttholes. Licking girls' buttholes, smoking weed, <laughs> getting so hot, leprechaun, getting fucking leprechaun, fucking stoner. Yeah, I don't know what know. the hell is going to those I, people. I, I, have no, I have no patience for, for crew members. I mean, talent is different because like a lot of people, they manage to do their job even though they're high as fucking kites. Yeah. Uh, true enough. But but uh, but crew that just sits around, not help, uh, gets high. Oh, yeah, that's... No, I, I never did because first for me was, because I had my company when I was very young, my first company, and I realized that if a, a crew member is fucked up and hurt himself, it's on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm liable. So if you're, you know, like there were, what was his name? That was uh, with Maddie at the time, the other English guy that... Oh, uh, Clark. Clark. Yeah. Clark used to have a cooler full of beer. Yeah. And I said, he said, you can't have that on my side. He said, well, I won't work for you anymore. I said, fine. Yeah. When, you never work for me again. Because I cannot have a guy who's fucked up. Yeah, of course not. I mean, the thing is, it's like, it's easy enough to forget to roll sound when you're fucking sober, right. which right. I have done. Right. So like, I don't know how people get stuff done when they're hammered on set. Well, let me tell you how it's done, Holly. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> It's a very simple process. You just have to, it's like when you're, you know, uh, you just have to double check and triple check everything. And that's very funny about Mike. He always talks about that he's fucked up and he hates his job, but I've never seen somebody who produces such good content. Well, that's fucked it. up. No, it's like, I look at your stuff and even if like, you, you, you don't even amazing. break a sweat and it's great. It no, is kind no. of amazing. But then again, but then again, it's, it's, you worked out a very simple system. I do my white on a fucking slider and I punch in, but it looks great. It's fine. It does. I mean, I don't know. I mean, me, I, I, got, I got into an, an argument with one of my best friends on Twitter the other night, which was unexpected about that. Oh, what thing. the fuck? I don't you argued that. on Twitter? Yeah. I, I can't imagine. I was confrontational. No, what the fuck was that? I don't know. We, we've spoken about it since. It's, okay, it's, fine. It's fine. But but at the end of the day, it was like, you know, uh, everybody has their process. Right. That's what works for me. Right. And if I keep getting hired, then it obviously works for the people that hire me, right? Right. So it's as simple as that. And yes. one person may think, well, that's no. just lazy. I don't – I. For me, it's not. As far as process, I think we all have one, but I made a point not to toot my own horn and because I can't, because I'm not limber enough. Mm. But um, but if you were, <laughs> you'd be tooting I used it right to now. Be very limber, I tell you that. I spent oh. a lot of times at home not having to go out and find the bitches. But um, <laughs> I, I no I, thanks. I'll stay in no, my own horn tonight. I, uh, 
You know, it's like I mean, I saw all those guys like the uh, the, the Jakes, the JDs, all that stuff, the Killers, and and it's guys that were good. Yeah. But they suffered the one thing. It's like it was the one trick pony. I know, I know something, and I'm going to stick to it. Well, unfortunately, time changed. Oh no, no, no! That's, and you had yeah. guys that shot like the '70s or the '80s in the mid '90s and 2000s. It didn't work anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what young guys like me at the time, when I was young, right. we just rose to the surface because we we're like, oh. Wait a minute! This is not what you should or you like. To me, I would watch new 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 series, stuff like that. So I was, you know, like what we call the NYPD blue tap shot, yeah, all yeah. shaky. I yeah. was the first one to do that in yeah. porn, because and now, and now that's you know and now that's very now prevalent. That's I mean that's now you pure, can because they're stabilizers and that's well no, but but that's <laughs> and, it, and, and they do it very well. But that's a lot of what pure taboo does. Is that, yes. that, yeah. that very and, you know, I, and that I remember when I, when I brought that at Wicked, they were like, "Wow, this is great!" Well, that's kind of easy. Yeah. You just, especially when I'm, uh, especially when I'm suffering delirium tremors and drinking <laughs> too much the night before, I can do the whole fucking movie exactly. like this. So it's like, sweating too. I, I don't know I, if that helps, but uh, <laughs> say, you, you keep on reinventing yourself. You keep on like switching stuff. Like they are more modern. Like you know, that's why I change cameras. I, yeah. I do stuff. And right now, I, I change every lighting possible from regular incandescent and stuff to no, sure. to uh, LEDs. Yeah, that's what I but work with. It's funny that you that you mentioned that though about, you know, you kind of come up or how I came up or whatever, yeah. but I don't I are there people coming up now that we don't know about? Billy. Okay. Billy Visual is well, one, yeah, one, I, I one hear, of my I, my I, young guys. He's good. He's really good and he he's, he's working he's a hard worker and he's like, you know, trying to you know, but I mean, there's other guys. I always remember still photographers on set for Kieran that when we get new cameras, he would be like asking me questions and stuff like that. And yeah, I was like, but you're not paying me to teach you a lesson. Right, Just right, right. come come up with you. Because, you know, oh, how do you set that up? You know, and over my shoulder, see what I was doing. I was like, no, I mean, I, I had to learn on my own to yeah. fucking do the same job. What cameras are you shooting on now? Uh, GH5s. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With, with like film lens. I mean, for for the feature, we, we rent uh, big uh, uh, Canon Cine, uh, Cine Prime, Pro Primes. The big oh, old I want those. I have a GH5. Yeah, they're six thousand bucks a pop. I yeah. know, I know. You I can rent them. I mean, they're, they're it's it's it, it it turns the GH5 into a, a fucking red. It's yeah, insane. No, it's, well, it's funny because I'm shooting on a red for twisties, but we're why. using like Canon kit lenses. Right. I don't know why so, you, you would even. Oh shit! You didn't bring my lenses. No, I didn't. <laughs> It's okay, I only need them in two days. Uh, <laughs> your lens again? I, you know, the same ones again? Uh, what? Shit, no, the same ones I, I left on set. I know. With you, took you like a month to get them uh, back. It's okay. All right, I'll I'll bring them. I'll we'll I'll bring them. I'm not Garçon. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> check please. No, uh, um, uh, but the GH5 is is uh, I have one. I told you I bought it and you just, bought and uh, why? I've used it once. It's a beautiful. It, 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 it's a fantastic camera. The only reason I, I don't I've not tried to use it more is because I have my C three hundred as you I know. know, which I it feels like an extension of my arm at this point. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's so, a beautiful that's the, camera. That's the thing with the so G eight. See, the problem yeah. with with Sony is like for me, it's too Japanese. The colors are too cold, too yeah. greens. Uh, it's just too digital to me. No, I. But I think, and plus, it's too big. Well, the, my, I'm, I'm I'm used to it. <laughs> I now. like the small little thing. I we have, know you uh, do. Yes, we, we know right. you like your small you know, little uh, thing. I, was I like the small little thing too. Wife, <laughs> and then you beat me to it. The other night, I got a <laughs> chance to sample Francois' small little thing. Let me I'm, tell you, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Kieran Lee's right hand man. Trust me, it's not a big a little thing. Yeah. <laughs> God, that's got to be shameful to be on a set every day with a man whose penis is just just dwarfs your own. I can't imagine the the self esteem. On set with guys like that all the time. As I was well. talking about Francois, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this became about me. <laughs> I, I'm okay. Uh, talk to your ex-wife and you'll see what happens. <laughs> I have to talk to her every day because she wants money. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Lots of money, Francois. <laughs> I know Holly's this night because I haven't sent her dick pics yet. Oh, yeah. I, you know, we went, we had that whole joke about how you were going to send me dick pics, and you never did. Why would I? I don't, I don't well, know. Well, he actually sent one. It's just that I you told really you. have to look carefully I, for yeah, it I in the frame. Find I it. modeled for your mom years ago in the 90s. Just find the photos. I know, but I can't. Wait a minute. I you took know. your clothes off in front yeah. of her mom? What the hell's wrong with you? What? Off in front of my well, mom. I certainly never did. I have a I was, healthy I was, level of shame. I was 25. Okay, I was 25 right. once, and I had my fucking pants on when no, I was 25. I, I didn't need to. They all wanted to take them off. You sold your soul in another way, Mike. I suppose I did. Yeah. And, uh, you sold your butt. The good news did. is I've emerged an almost 50-year-old man, healthy and happy. <laughs> uh, you know God that. bless this industry. What? Huh? You only stop dyeing your hair. I do not dye my hair, you <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I dyed mine because, okay, what happened is Kieran dyed his hair. So he's, Danny looked younger than me for once. Mm. So I was like, I will not have this. So I dyed my hair like black. I look like a Lego man. That was hilarious. <laughs> and, and then we canceled work. So I was stuck at home with like black hair for three days. <laughs> and now it's turning red. I look ridiculous. Thank God I'm going to have it cut. So the gray comes back because I think gray looks girls, sexy on me. Oh yeah, the girls dig the gray. See, you can see a glint of gray in my. Listen, I say it. Uh, a glint? It, glint, 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 glint. If the light hits glint. it a certain way, I you see, can see one the, gray see? hair. I see one. Yes, it start, it start to come back again. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sure this is fascinating for the home viewer. Um, <laughs> but I have uh, made the uh, joke in the past that uh, 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 I have been robbed of most everything in my life. Uh, dignity, my soul, uh, liver functions. Uh, but I have not been robbed of Yo. my hair, goddammit. I will not have the integrity of my hairline impugned by a surrendering Frenchman. It won't happen on my dime. No sorry, Bob. I'm sorry. I think your liver works really fine. I don't. It's working hard at the moment. It's <laughs> really honest. If you quit hard. drinking, uh, the the economy of Ireland would go under. It's possible. <laughs> and Russia. Well, no, it's a, I, 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 Poland. Ireland's a, Ireland's a tax haven, though, so there'll always be you know people. Yeah, but come on. I understand. This is delicious, by the way. This Irish whiskey, <laughs> ginger ale. I thought we established at the top of the, the hour. The, the Irish ginger ale. Yes, uh, Irish ginger ale. It was. Anyway, let's uh, so talk. So why was there more yeah. questions you have? Yeah, I have. I have. You've lost questions. control. I've never control. expected to have any control over this podcast whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just sitting back and watching you guys go at it. I'm sorry. Um, so, question for That's you guys: okay. <laughs> being male directors and with the current climate on set about you know women feeling that their boundaries are being crossed by other. You know, unscrupulous male directors. Do you guys ever feel like uncomfortable or concerned no. about being on set? The only time, the only thing I do for we do now on set for 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 real, it's like the 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 girls that we don't know. First time we shoot them, we mm-hmm. tend not ne- never to be alone with them mm-hmm. anywhere, mm-hmm. right? Because you never know. Yeah. But then again, it's we, we don't uh, hire girls from you know like. Weird agents, so we know right. the it's serious, or whatever. But I mean, not really, because we we we're one of the sets that were that that was actually deemed safe and okay, which made me laugh. Right. But um, oh yeah, that whole there was like, who was that? That was because Paul? of the Emma Hicks thing, and then that's yeah. somebody said. I think, and, Jack, and, I think it was Jackie Jane James or something. Yeah, like but Lena Paul said yeah, and and right. and also I was you know I was one of the safe guys. Tagged in any of those? My quasar. Yes, I was he tagged was. in the very oh, yeah. first one. Yes, he was. Brad Armstrong. Yes. No, I believe the name you're looking for is uh, belongs to a certain uh, compadre. I don't know if that's the correct word to describe a fellow Frenchman. Probably not. <laughs> Laurent? No, not Laurent. Oh no, Lenski was was named. He was. Yeah, 
Hello, is, I'm talking about me, motherfucker. Oh, I thought, I thought we were taking a dig at this. You're not going to show well, your dick to girl. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? No, I know, but you like, know you probably was... have a bigger one that Mike and I put together. Yeah, I mean, there's no question. <laughs> Definitely a bigger set of balls, that's for sure. Well, you want to try that? So trust me. Listen, I uh, I never boasted about the size of my uh, testicles. Let's just say that. But I, I, I think that to. I think that the assumption is that female directors are not inclined that way to begin I with. I think so. that there was somebody, though, that mentioned a couple, a woman well, or something they could like be, that. They could Anyways. be. I mean, I've, look, I worked for a certain female director who I won't name because I don't want to get into it again, but this happened about seven years ago. The worst human being I've ever met in my entire life. A manipulative... Mm, hold uh, on. Female director. Doesn't matter. Oh, don't, I'm not going to mention oh, the name. I'm not even going to oh, tell you if you're I, right. I'm say it. But, okay. uh, but, so yes, there can be abuse in other ways. But. Oh, no, yeah. Verbal abuse and, and, and emotional abuse and psychological abuse. Absolutely. This is how female directors, some of them who hate men, get their revenge. <laughs> oh, so wait. So who attack men then? Well, no. The, the manip- attack everybody. The manipulation. They attack men for being men and attack girls for being prettier. Right. Mm. Or whatever. I mean, and that's, you know, I mean, that clearly that's a, a, a very, very, <clears throat> very small minority of, you know, female right. directors. But, right. Um, uh, what does that mean? Commercial he, break? Is it yes. time for a commercial break? Yes, it is time. And, and now, brought to you by Bromo. <laughs> <laughs> brought to you by the manufacturers of Old Spice. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we're going to actually take a break. All right. Because Mike needs more whiskey. No, I'm good. Yeah, no, yeah, Trump, I'm, I'm out. Me. I want to talk to you guys about something that so many of us loathe but so desperately need. Exercise. I'm getting older and I find more and more that it's absolutely necessary for me to not only keep my body healthy, but my mind as well. But who has the time or the money to go to the gym these days? This is why I love this new online program, OpenFit. OpenFit is an incredibly diverse online platform with several different exercise programs. They've extend bar, T minus 30, 600 seconds, and my favorite, Yoga 52. And each of these exercise programs has tons of different classes within them. Yesterday, I took the 30-minute yoga level 2 class, and believe me, I am feeling it this morning. The best part about taking the online yoga class at OpenFit, I can do it on my own time, in my own home, and I don't have to worry about getting a mat in a crowded class or smacking the person next to me because I have no space to stretch out. I get knowledgeable instruction and visual direction right on my laptop, and I can go at my own pace. But that's not the only thing OpenFit offers. They have recipes for healthy meals, blog posts on how to get better sleep, and so much more to help keep you on track for a healthy lifestyle. And with my code HOLLY, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Right now, OpenFit is having a 30-day challenge, and they have an offer exclusively for my listeners. Just text HOLLY to 303030 for a 30-day free extended trial where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. This special offer gives you full access to the entire platform so you can find an exercise program that works just for you. Again, text HOLLY to 303030 for this three 30-day trial. The only thing you have to lose is weight. All right, we're back. Okay, ah, okay we were talking yeah. about uh, not licking a girl's ass on set. Yes. We were talking about that. Now, so for those of who are see, the problem is that we tend to fall into industry speak, and we forget right. we have that to, most yeah, of my right, audience correct. 
doesn't know what we're talking about. Right. So there was this whole incident that happened where this director named Jimmy Lifestyles, who I had never heard of before, me um, I guess uh, was supposed to be performing like as a softcore uh, role <laughs> in a standard softcore leprechaun scene. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, I don't, know, I don't know how it escalated. And he, but- he apparently <laughs> <laughs> he apparently licked Emma Hicks's asshole without her permission. He was supposed to only pretend to do it. And they created this whole debate online about like what consent is. We're not, to, we're not laughing at the incident. Serious. We're not laughing at the incident. Though, to be fair, fair, it was kind of ridiculous when he posted the video of yes. him dressed as a leprechaun with <laughs> shoes on his knees saying, okay, everybody here, look at this part. You can see clearly that oh. like I don't lick Emma's asshole or whatever it is. Emma's like this. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god, this is so stupid. Like, poor Emma. She's like, that a tweet is end of the scene. He forced her to eat a bowl of Lucky Charms. The indignity was immeasurable. And Emma is like the most professional, sweet girl around. And yeah, I haven't shot her yet. I'm shooting her next month. Oh, you're going to love it. I've heard so great cool. things she about is. her. She's an absolute sweetheart. Great, the, great actress. Yeah. You're going to like her. She's great. And the thing is, is that her, when she finally came out about it, so many other girls came forward and talked about how right. unprofessional he was on set, how he pulled the same kind of stuff with and them. I was so nervous that day. <laughs> he didn't sleep that night, just so you know. But um, it really, like, I mean, it kind of, and it's funny, I shot Angela White the other day, and I was talking to her about it, and I just don't understand in what climate you think it's okay to just, like, grope the talent if you're not in the scene or you're not a performer. Right. Here's, here's, here's where I have a theory on this. Well, I have, Oh, two things. Oh, I can't wait to hear that one. Oh, shut the fuck up, Francois. Well, we can be we can be quasi serious for a second. Quasar serious? Quasi? I don't know what the quasar. I, I had that joke in my head, but I wasn't going to say it because it was dumb. I didn't finish. <laughs> I didn't finish high school. I'm often exactly. She exercised common sense. I did not finish high school. Sometimes I don't use the correct uh, words, language, terminology. Anyway, so uh, when I always questioned the motivation of somebody who wants to get into the porn industry, yes, right. So, absolutely. for example. Um, and especially now that porn is free and everybody's and porn is and everybody's a content creator now, mm-hmm. right? Back in the day, porn was a very closed off industry, yes, and you I know, that. and you know, it wasn't something I sought out. <laughs> okay, let me find oh the video God. of the French surrendering <laughs> during World War II and every other war. Um, <laughs> anyway, the point I was trying to make was that some people. Especially those dressed as leprechauns, perhaps, uh, have entered the industry for the specific purpose of being around uh, vulnerable naked girls. Right. Whereas. <laughs> I would like to point out to Sorry. those of you who are listening that that is not my mic drops. All of these are. All of, I'm adding. all of these are copyrighted uh, and trademarked, and They're he not. stole them. So uh, he's no better than uh, anyway. No, I mean, uh, in in the case of, of this guy, what's it, Jimmy? Jimmy Lifestyle. Lifestyle. <laughs> what kind of fucking name is that? Well, yeah, the guy. <laughs> I don't know, Francois Clouseau. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me where that name came about. I've, I'm sure it's because you're a Peter Sellers fan or something. Well, it's actually not not me. It's actually a Max Hardcore uh, in. in we're in Sweden, and at the time, my stage name was Pepe Le Pew. Mm, provocative. <laughs> Fuck off, really? Absolutely. Oh, and he was like, oh, you work for private now, you can have, you can, you have, do you have a serious name? So it was, I, I said, I want to keep Francois, because everybody understand that fucking, although no one can uh, spell it. And he was like, oh, you can't, you always trip on sets. You're like the Inspector Clouseau. So there you go. Yeah. Wait, I, Max I, Hardcore yeah, said I, this to you? Yeah. Ironic. I was shooting all this stuff when I was younger. Yeah. All, all the early Max Hardcore disgusting shit. Ironic. Oh. 
Ironic, oh. ironic that we're talking about consent and you got your name from a rapist. That's <laughs> what a weird <laughs> thing. <laughs> it was a rape. He definitely pushed boundaries, that's for sure. Yeah, we wouldn't be shooting the stuff we shoot today if he wasn't for Max. He really pushed in at the time. I but wish okay, he hadn't pushed it. Uh, okay, well I don't I don't know the ins and outs. I worked for another <clears throat> gentleman in the the, the school of Max Hardcore, yeah. John T. Bone, back in the Oh, days. I know that. Uh, and I've seen firsthand people that, t- that I've seen firsthand people that <clears throat> generally don't like women. And oh no, absolutely. And, and plus, out. Max was a drunk. He would just arrive on set completely trashed. Yeah, like like we're talking about. We were in Costa Rica. Should I for take private. back what I said about him? No, no, <laughs> no, but no. But he was he was so drunk he couldn't even. I, I had to take over everything. I have the shoot because he was drunk all the time. Yeah. But Max sober and to men he was great. Max is a guy that said, "Oh, you coming to me for with me to Costa Rica? Okay, uh, what's your rate? Because it was just supposed to be the lighting, right? Doing the lighting. Mm. <clears throat> I said, "Oh, it's two fifty. He said, "I think it should be five hundred. God bless him. I didn't, God, I didn't say he wasn't a generous rapist. I just simply said there was some irony there. <laughs> and then we were in Costa Rica, and he started shooting the scene with a big, giant Sony camera. He was the camera. He was right. shooting his own scene. And halfway, he was sweating. He came to me and said, oh, you're shooting now. That's how I became a cameraman. I don't know if you know this, but Ted Bundy donated to the ASPCA. I'm <laughs> just saying. <laughs> All I'm saying. Also, Hitler had a dog. These are things that you need to know. <laughs> These are dog wasn't black. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. But it wasn't Jewish. Anyway, that's, uh, that's a topic for another discussion perhaps but so, how do we get to Max Hardcore I don't, I don't know. know you brought it up you, I was talking about your that name was, you were, oh no that's, he's the one who yeah, right. because he was director of private we were time. talking about Jimmy Lifestyles who none of us know and you made fun of his name I made fun yeah. of your name you yeah. made fun wow. of my name we, we went, went in a circle a we went off on a tangent. tangent anybody who's watching right now I suggest you uh, pause mm. and uh, go get yourself a, a, some hot cocoa or something this could uh, be a wild <laughs> unravel yeah I know <laughs> anyway so we were talking about the incident with Jimmy Lifestyle. Yes. I feel like you were going to say something about, oh, yeah, people who get into the industry for the express intent and, and again, of I don't, being around I don't, I don't know anything about that guy. Girls. I don't know anything about the guy, so I'm not you know, saying anything one way or the other about him. I mean, it seems odd that he licked an ass dressed as a leprechaun, but everybody has their thing, whatever. <laughs> like but, you've never done it. Uh, well... <laughs> Yeah, but that's but not without that's consent. Uh, so, but but that's that's the thing. I think everybody and you see it on on Twitter now. There's people that are just random dudes that are like you know director, content creator, blah yeah. blah blah. DM yeah. me for you know. Do you know what these are just people who want to get laid. The, these the, are just the people. girls call those guys a creep with a camera. Well, a guy with right. a camera. GWC a creep. Right. Yeah. Or and that's the problem. It's like agents have to stop sending the girls to the creep with they a won't. camera. Yeah. They won't. And I told Emma when she was talking to me, I mean, she said, oh, I did the wrong thing. Uh, you know, how did that guy, people, people like me, I said, no, you, you did the right thing. We have to stop those guys who are nobody and your agent send you to them in a fucking hotel room yeah. to lick their ass with a fucking camcorder. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. It's not a production. No, I a agree. A camera doesn't make you a production company. Right. No. And look, it, 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 but the problem <clears throat> is, is that there's no, there's no, um, I know free speech is trying to do something called inspire and then there's APAC and there's other places that, that girls can go to get right. information. Mm-hmm. But a lot of girls are just blindly recruited by scumbags like, you know, these fly by night agencies, you know. Um and that's how they get into the business. And no one educates them. No one tells them, you know, that they have the. That, and that's the thing that drives me nuts about a lot of agents. Not all of them. Some of them are fantastic, obviously. Um, but the agent works for you. I can't stress that enough. The Thank agent you. works for you. Period. That's end I of discussion. Always that to the girl. If your agent puts you in a position where you feel you can't say no, or you fit, then call out your fucking agent because right. they work for you. They make money off of you. The only thing that separates them from being pimps. 
is that they have a fucking checking account. That's literally it. So they work for you, and I don't care who they are. Uh, they should never put you in a position where you um, feel that it's something you don't want to do. And I, I, I tell the girls, when you have a booking in somebody you don't know, a company you don't know, look them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look them up online. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's like a nothing or just like a, 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 a website with three videos on it, just don't do it. Don't, exactly. don't risk your life and your, your mental health right. for a gig. I, I agree with you, but to be fair, like everyone had worked with this guy. He'd been in the industry for oh, I'm not talking years. about. I'm not talking about him specifically. Well, there's I'm a lot of you, Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> what's funny is like all the feedback we get after this, girls were really like not liking him very much. Right, right. But yeah. I think like people just are, they kind of like expected that there's going to be some there's, sets where they're going to have that kind of behavior and that shouldn't, shouldn't be expected. Be. No, shouldn't but but here's, be. here's the thing, and that's 100% true. And because, you know, and I guarantee you there are some agents out there going, oh, it's just the way he is. Don't worry about yeah, it. Blah, blah, blah. No. It's not okay. That should no, never be acceptable. Okay. But the other thing too, it, it's, it's such a gray area now because in the, and again, we're talking industry jargon, but there was a director who went by, who goes by the name of Alan, who had some controversy regarding something that may or may not have been consensual. As it turns out, it looks like it was. It, was. Uh, it also looks like he's a, kind of a creep, but that's neither here nor there because that's not a crime to be a creep. Uh, but there were, thank, there were, thank God, otherwise Francois would be in prison <laughs> for life. I would be but uh, but there would be a creep. I'm cute. No, but there were, there were girls. I I have heard. You can't be a creep. You have a charming French accent. Exactly. exactly. With Creeps the French accent, everything you do when you are French seems consensual. What are you know, talking about? <laughs> all the guys that I've been bitched about being like you know creep and and sexual harassment. They're never never good looking. Yeah. I don't see anybody bitching about Brad Pitt or or, or you know what I mean. Well, uh, it's always an ugly guy somewhere. <laughs> it's never a cute guy. It's like Rob Lowe. No, well, nobody's listen, bitching if, about if, him. If, if that were statistically accurate, I would have been me too uh, uh, when I was no. Born. You, but I mean, uh, you no, I'm sorry. What you have very pretty eyes. No, my well, they they are. Uh, I've been told puppy doggish, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so Point, we're, we're talking about a serious but the topic. The thing here. is, is that Mike, that you've made it like so evident that you were like not interested in sex whatsoever. So I'm, you know, I'm very, like, I'm interested. I'm, I'm a, I just see it a lot. So I'm not. Obs- and I tried, I tried so hard, he but he's, he's not. He even in his beautiful French accent went, "I want you to smell this rag," and I went, "Why?" And then anyway, uh, uh, but uh, the point I was making before I was sidetracked by this foreigner. I'm it's, sorry, it's a body I'm, on the screen. No, it's, it's very oh, attractive. It's so such a hot shot. Yeah, no, it looks good. So photoshopped. There were girls that came out to defend, saying, you know, that the way he treats. Some girls, they're, it's, it's, uh, they take great uh, umbrage with it, and mm-hmm. it's disturbing to them. Other girls think it's absolutely fine. Right. So, you know, I, I can't imagine uh, why it's fine for some, but whatever. And that's not my, you know, uh, opinion to to give. But um, at some point, there has to be like some sort of just standard sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I, look, I thought there was to be honest. Well, I thought it was just basic human decency, but apparently yeah, that doesn't apply. So common sense. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like. Talents come to do a job and they're supposed to fuck X, you know, the other right. talent and that's it. Right. You're not supposed to, I mean, <clears throat> I'm going to quote Kieran again. And this guy is doing a scene with a girl at the same moment they're doing pretty girl and, and he's like readjusting her bra, whatever. And he's like, and he apologizes. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not being creepy. And, and I think it's great. I and do the same thing. To, we should yeah. all do that. Me, I mean, it's like before but, I touch a girl, if I have to adjust a bra, I'm like, hey, can I move this? Like, I don't just, and I'm a girl, you and know. I've seen you grab guys. Wait, yeah. Well, well, she doesn't even care about that. She's fucking. She's going full leprechaun. All right. Uh, she is uh, also not. Just but that's okay though, yeah, yeah. because she's a woman. That's good. I hope that she can I hope, grab all she wants. I hope that. Gonna... I hope that trends like me too. Full leprechaun. Um, <laughs> hashtag full leprechaun. Um, <laughs> 
Oh God! Uh, good Lord, that's funny. I don't know why. It, it, <laughs> it's funny because it's it's let also. Me, let me ask you a question. Oh yeah, because this was something I wanted to talk about with Holly. So as you know, you're not as old as he and I are because combined we were here as the Earth was formed. But um, do you find that as you exactly as you get older, and I and I I don't know that I'm comfortable with this role particularly, but I find that I have much more of a concern. Because uh, for the the eighteen, nineteen, twenty year old girls that come in, like I almost feel like it's my duty to explain, like to say, you know, you're young. I do it all the time, and maybe I do it to the point where it's annoying. But when I shoot a, a new girl, if she seems, I try and give her a little bit of an education about, you know, who's mm. your agent and blah blah blah, and is everything okay, and you know, which I would have never done in my twenties because it would, you know, I was in my twenties, I was in the same mindset as the as right. probably the right. you know the get to people. the point. My point is, do you find that you feel that that's more of an obligation now than maybe you did when you were younger? I mean, oh, absolutely, yeah, you know. Well, although. Even in my twenties, I kind of <laughs> protected girl against against uh, Max Hardcore. What? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of because I, I come, I hated that. you know, common sense di- dictate that you should kind of look out for for any other human being that's in distress. I mean, I mean, True. that's in, always the way I felt. So when I saw things that were not right on set, and I always told, told girls, even when I started directing at twenty five, I told girls, okay, we do a certain thing. Anything you don't like, yeah, cut. We don't do it, right? You know, and let us know what how we can accommodate you, make it easier and all stuff. And and sometimes I send girl home because it's like you can tell she's not enjoying. I had to send a girl home two weeks ago for that. You can tell, and and when we force people to perform, and you can tell it's against their will because that makes us pimps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and I'm not okay with that. That's why I hate. I saw Kelly Holland stop a scene and send the people home because it was like you're not enjoying yourself. It's obvious on camera. Just we stop. Yeah, we're not doing this. Yeah, I mean, it, there's nothing worse than like. That's why I don't enjoy doing people's firsts, right? Like their first yeah, boy girl or their first DP or their first anal. Like I don't because I know you know how how difficult that first scene can be, and I don't ever want to feel like I'm making somebody do something they don't want to do. Absolutely. Right. So you said that this happened to you two weeks ago. A what girl, happened? A girl showed up, um, and she was very quiet, which fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she just sort of seemed to be keeping to herself and mm-hmm. didn't seem all that comfortable. And I was, you know, everybody's trying to be friendly to her. Did she own a list? She did not own a lizard. Oh, she did God. not bring a support lizard with her. But and I, well, I don't want to get off topic. So but we'll sent, get back to that. I'm going to shut up. I actually yeah. sent that girl home from set. Yeah. So, but that was I've where never, I was going to go, and I, which I never do. So this girl showed up, and I'm doing pictures, mm-hmm. and she just she's not there. She's just her eyes are over here, and I'm like, okay, honey, just yeah, I know you're new, and you know, just it's okay, blah blah blah. And I'm kind of doing the uh, you know, we'll get through this photo thing. Don't feel awkward because I know sometimes girls are self conscious if they're brand new. They don't yeah. know how to pose and they yeah. feel a little yeah, intimidated. So I was trying to do that, and then we actually started shooting the scene. And the guy in question kind of looked over at me, and I looked back at him, and we stopped. And I said, "Are you? You seem very uncomfortable right now." And she said, "Yeah, I am." And I went, okay, well, we're done. So thank you very much. And then she's like, no, I, I want to shoot. I'm like, no, you just told me you're uncomfortable. Yeah. The shoot is over. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I apologize and, uh, and you're going to go home, uh, because you, you know, that's, and I don't know who sent you here because this isn't an industry for you. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, and that's what drives me nuts about some of the lesser agents. It's like, who, what fucking balls you have yeah. to, to just, you know, you, it's just a fucking picture on your page. It's some, you know, I know they don't give a fuck. So they'll send a girl who is, you know, same thing with the girl that needs the fucking lizard on set. Like I made fun of that. And I actually feel bad about that in retrospect because it's like, you know, 
you shouldn't you shouldn't have a person like that on your roster who is so emotionally fragile. You're going to fucking send them out there I to the wolves. I told the agents after the scene I shot her. I said, yeah. you cannot shoot. Yeah. Stop sending her. I said, basically, you send her here and you know it's an easy set. Yeah. If you send it to any set that's even it's remotely difficult. Her. You're going to have a and that's a thing. reputable agent too. You yeah. Know what I mean? yes. like, uh, so imagine what the – no, I know, I know, I know. Because you see, you see girls. I mean, at the beginning, I don't think any girl, I mean, any girl to this day who's a star, who's a, she always going to tell you, I was nervous, I was this, I was shy. And now, you know, and you learn. It's the same thing. When I've, you should have seen my face the first time I stepped on the set. Right. Well, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, know, what the fuck? You know, don't eat me. You know? Right. right. <laughs> but and, the, and, and, and you learn. But I mean, some girls, you know, right away, you're not. That that's not the right for place this. for them. Yeah, and yeah. and it's always uh, it's it's sad when that happens, and you know, and and there have been times when I've sent girls home for that reason. You know, that one, the most recent one, but it's like you know, as an agent, you had to have at some point had a conversation with them. You had to see their personality. You had to know to some degree what their comfort levels, what what their background was, what their history was, what their motivations were for wanting to do it. And if those things are all a little bit off, then you should. Be ethical and say this isn't the business for you. They may go to another shitty agent and end up doing it anyway. But at least you have a, your conscience is clear. You know, right, right. Um, I can listen to you all day. Well, it's because I have a very soothing voice. You have a very let's be honest. Voice. It's quite, the other night you called me just so I could talk you to sleep. Remember that? I called you daddy. I know you did. <laughs> Strangely, when women call me that, it makes me very uncomfortable. But from you, I was you know, very speaking aroused. Speaking of which, you talk about age. That's something also we have to deal with more and mm-hmm. more. When I was younger, it never happened. But you, we have those girls that are obviously daddy issues. Uh, and at our age... Yeah. What, are they falling for you? Do you have to beat them off with a stick? No. I wouldn't say a stick. A swizzle stick, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Young lady, you're too yeah, young. I'll there, be there, drinking there, if you there, need there is There is the flirty uh, talent that you have to kind of... Yeah. Well, you guys but, have both but, dated but, talent, right? Well... Uh, You've never dated talent? No. I uh, <laughs> really didn't. I was. Mad. Oh, if you do, if you know something, let me know. I <laughs> open books. I, I was. Throw I, names, I'll tell you yes or no. Listen, I, I was uh, married, for, as you know, for a very, very yeah, long time. Yeah, I've been married yes. for a long time. Uh, and so I, you know, that kind of was. That was uh, kind of an insurance policy for me not doing anything inappropriate. Yeah, not exactly. that I would have anyway, but I mean, you know, you're in a, I had a normal life. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing somebody now and uh, she doesn't work very often because I'm uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's a conversation that comes up a lot and yeah. it's, you know, it's a little bit um, Smart awkward. Smart girl too. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm trying not to be a hypocrite because it's what I do for a living. So I can't judge somebody. You know, but I also have the same. I did an interview for a documentary thing. Spiegler set up. It was a, this girl that came into the industry that's with his agency, and this uh, UK film crew wanted to sort of follow her around and see what her first scenes were like. And blah blah blah. They came to my set. Then they asked if they could interview me, and uh, you know, I told them that I have a, a 27 year old daughter. You know, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Well, how do you?" Yeah, they're like, "Well, how do you rationalize?" You know this thing because you seem so anti-porn despite the fact you work in porn. I'm like, I'm not anti-porn. I'm just sort of, I just think sometimes young girls get thrown to the wolves. But then I couldn't answer the question of, because they asked, what would you do if your daughter told you she wanted to get into porn? And I had to be honest. I'm like, I would be extraordinarily disappointed. Oh yeah. Which is a very hypocritical thing for me to say. And I don't know how to, you know, rationalize or justify that. I don't think it has anything to do with with whether you respect the business or not. 
Well, no, it, but it's it, just, I mean, but somebody could say, you know, you're okay. You wouldn't want your own daughter to do porn, but you're totally fine shooting other people's daughters because that's really what I'm well, not fine with it. Is there a question of whether or not, not like someone's related to you? Because I don't think any of us ever want to think about anybody who's related to that's us a, in a sexual way. No, but it's not. But it's you not, know, like I have a son and I wouldn't be happy if my son did porn. But then again, I'm going to tell you something. When we went, my wife was pregnant and we went to get the stuff and the guy said, you're having a son. I went, whoo. Right. Well, yeah, because yeah, I don't have to worry about her on the pole or, you know. My only job in life is to keep my baby off the pole. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, but she's right. Holly's right. It's, I think it's about, you don't want to imagine your, your, your daughter, or your, your, your son well, no. fucking or your parents right. fucking, it doesn't matter. Thank God. I've heard so many stories about my parents fucking. You don't even know. <laughs> no, I, and, I uh, no, I'm, I think that's what it is. I think not that there's anything. I'm very much a lights off missionary position type of person. Just so you know, <laughs> I, you, know you, you and I, we we met people that were very uh, very uh, happy with what they were doing and yeah, successful, but people that were successful very unhappy with what they were doing. Right, right, right. And and a bit of both. And I don't want to, you know, I, I think for, I, maybe for a guy it's different, you know, than for a girl. But a lot of girls that were successful were miserable. Sometimes, but then there's some you now that, you get, you know, at uh, least on the surface, Jenna was not, I mean, well, no, not, I, I not, knew her when she was not a well person. Jenna Jameson. Yeah. 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 I knew her when she started, but you look at somebody now, like, like a Riley, like a Riley Reed, who oh, she's very, okay. I mean, you know what I mean? She's, and she's doing phenomenally well. Angela I mean, White. Angela White, same oh. thing, you know? Yeah. So Love there's, that a, there's yeah. certainly, I mean, I Joanna, everyone does, you know, Joanna, Joanna Angel, I mean, Joanna she's yeah. a perfect yeah. example of that. So. You know, it, but it's it's just a it's and Aaron. A, oh my God, what a great guy! Well, yes, I know, go. right? I remember I shot them together He's when they small like hands, first, gentlemen, small hands. first He's started amazing. dating. What yeah. a great person! Yeah, yeah. he really is. Yeah. He's, he's become one of my very best friends and, and great the, editor. Too. The best editor in the entire industry. Is he a friend with you because he owns a whiskey company? Well, I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> Since we're having this hey, discussion, hey, by the way, Aaron, I'm still waiting for my free bottle of Doom whiskey. I, uh, I was going to do a little Dooms endorsement myself because as I was sitting alone last it, night, and you tried it. Uh, oh. Have I tried it? <laughs> I'm still waiting for my bottle. It's, I've tried it. I've Bastard. tried it. Oh, Lord, have I tried I tried it last night. I drank a tremendous amount of Dooms whiskey, ladies and gentlemen, brought to you by the brilliant mind of Small Hands and Joanna Angel. <laughs> Dooms whiskey, I recommend it. And There's none here all. today. But if you order now, you can get it again soon. I'm, that's slices, slices. Exactly. You just have to pay separate shipping and handling for some reason. I don't know why they just can't send it all together, but you got to pay separately. Uh, Anyway, prohibited so, in Canada. Yeah, <laughs> prohibited in Canada. Uh, Mike's Canadian. For those of you who are like no, not understanding not. the uh, Canadian jokes, I, uh, he's from Tel Aviv. We I'm know. from Tel Aviv. What the fuck did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Put down the sauce, Frenchie. It's getting out, out of control. <laughs> That's the hair. All right. Uh, Okay, so you wouldn't want your children to be important. I don't know how we got on that subject, but no. And so that was, that's all I wanted to touch on when we diverged was that I feel strangely, I don't think it's strangely, I feel hypocritical about that. Mm. So that is something that, uh, that when you have a kid and you also work in porn, I guess, you know, I try not to think about it. When somebody asks me about it, I have to think about it. And mm-hmm. I, that's the only answer I can give them is, uh, yeah, I would be disappointed. Yeah. I, I, I am terrified because my kid is 12 now and he's on the internet quite a lot. He's, yeah. he's, he's a professional gamer. Right. Mm. I have to take him to Florida to compete. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but uh, he knows the clues on him because he's seen it somewhere. Yeah. And I'm afraid that he Googled it and he knows I'm do- what I'm doing and he won't tell me yet. But I'm kind of terrified. Even and though you put yourself as an extra in some of your scenes. I can, gar- yeah. I can guarantee you. He knows actually, it's mo- no, it's on Kieran's scenes. <laughs> actually, it's when right. we don't have an extra friend. That's why I do it. <laughs> yeah, you played a door, a door. It's a very stereotypical French doorman that time, remember? Oh, that was from my movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, he's got a little... 
cap thing on oh, her jacket. Adorable. I'm like, adorable. But I'm, I, you know, I, I don't think it, because my son was, we've always been very open with sex and all that stuff. It's not a problem. Like, mm-hmm. I told him there's no censorship. There's nothing. You know, if, if he wants to rub one out, I said, fine, just close your door. I'm sure your mom doesn't want to see it. Don't do yeah. it on the bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so it's, uh, it's fine, but just don't wait when people can see it. Otherwise, please just, you know, make money with it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, content. <laughs> yeah, it's content. Everything is content. But, you know, it's like, I'm going to have this talk when, because he, he, he came, he came on sets where it was mainstream stuff. I was doing right. stuff, you know, with like, you know, Cameron Electra and, and Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd and stuff. So he's so stars and stuff. So it's different thing. Well, you know, then right. he's going to have to deal with. Kieran Lee. And yeah, you don't want to have your kid around that. That would be terrible. No. So, are you are you concerned about what he's how he's going to react when he finds out what you do? I don't think so because you know. Okay, same thing I did when I met my wife. I didn't tell what I was doing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I said I was making movies and I was doing infomercials. How long have you been married? Since two thousand. Three. I, I just know that's when he broke up with me. So I just know that. <laughs> and when I, when I met her, uh, it was, you know, because uh, I, re- I recognized very early that when you tell people, I'm in a porn business, they have a, a preconceived idea of what of it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. which right. is orgies and cocaine and drugs and terrible people. So I just would wait till people know me until I told them. So I did right. the same with her. And it was kind of funny because I would, oh, where are you now? Oh, I'm on a, a George Foreman Grill infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> and she would be like, oh, bring me one. So I would I gotta go to Target. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I did. I went to Target and bought a fucking grill and right to her. But good thing you didn't so, tell you were working on a fucking uh, yeah, Aston Cadillac commercial, or BMW commercial. <laughs> but uh, but so I waited probably two or three weeks before I told her what I was doing, and by then she knew I wasn't a creep. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, or did she? <laughs> she. Uh, but you know, it you had her. Or she just accepted it. Yeah. But you know, it wasn't like that. So it's it's. It, uh, I think my son knows who I am and and, and what, I, what kind of father I am, and it, he knows I did mainstreams too, and I did stuff that were kind of good. So I think it'll be fine. Um, am I going to show him my work? Probably not. No. I can tell you honestly, as somebody who was raised by parents who shot porn, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be fine. My parents were always yeah. open about it. I just. People always ask me, like, when did you find out? And there was never, like, that one moment that I found out. I just kind of always knew. Right, like, right. I knew what mom and dad did was for grownups. I knew that, like, I wasn't allowed in the office. Right. Um, and it was just, that's kind of all it was. And they were good parents to me. And they, you know, we spent a lot of time together. Your mother's and, an amazing woman. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's And she's so me naked. She's that's the most amazing thing is that, uh, you know, you, you still have some sort of, uh, you know, good feelings for this person because she must have mocked you. I can't imagine that she <laughs> just stood there and she did allowed you to think that this was appropriate. Did she, she make fun of you for being French? Cause she does that all the time. Uh, no, because I was, I was now, like, can I ask the circumstances very, very as to why cute. you were naked in front of, uh, in front of, I just delivered a telegram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was bringing the pizza. I, was I brought working. pizza at the house, and then you know, one thing leading to another. Before my career took off, I worked for Domino's. Uh, and, uh, I had a girlfriend at the time, uh, Beatrice. I was. I friend. remember Beatrice. That's when I first met you. Okay, back so when, Beatrice yeah. was this tall French girl with natural big boobs, and she she did some softcore stuff and all stuff. And 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 uh, Ron Vogel talked talked us about uh, doing a photo shoot together. The funny part is, I accepted, but uh, so. Uh, he was supposed to shit at our house and he forgot. <laughs> That's <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> Which I think he forgot he's life. dead now. Because if he had if he had remembered, I would have been, you know, doing like, you know, photo sets and all stuff like that and probably porn scenes. Yeah. But he forgot. And Thank they, God. Wow. Then the world can I, I did, exhale. I, did, <laughs> I know. 
but we did this. We did do test shots for your mom. Yes, at the time. Uh, but then I changed my mind. I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. So, so did she have you come in and just tell you to like drop your pants and then pretty much get naked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to always have to do those Polaroids. The guys, yeah. fuck, man, I hated it. Yeah. It so did she make you get your dick hard? Yeah. Yeah, it's so awkward. Wait. That was easy. I was 25. It oh, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, I was going to say, how'd you do it then? There you was went, no Viagra back then. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at that age, you go, boo, and it goes yeah, up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was, that, it's not like, I, I did it more for the girl at the time because, you know, and, and uh, we ended up changing our minds and she became the producer for me at, at private. And right. But for a long time, she was also doing catering for Jay Shannon. Oh, God. That's <laughs> back when you had catering on point. I know. She was cooking, and so it was really fun. It was, yeah. it was great. It was, it was a good... Just, so if you're, out there, what, if you're out there watching free porn right now, you've deprived an entire industry of catering, <laughs> among other things that you're doing wrong. Uh, that's something I wanted to, to touch about. We, we, a lot of people talk about the golden, golden age of porn, you know, yes. the 80s and 90s stuff. Mm-hmm. I was there. Mm. You were there. Yes. It wasn't the golden age. There was the one day wonder bullshit. Absolutely. Day. I told you that the last time you, we were on the. Uh, you yeah. would have a call time at eight a.m. Yeah. and you wrapped at nine a.m. The, the next, next day. day. The next it was, day. Golden Age is right now. Yeah. There's so much going on, so much work, so much of, and, and there's the money to do it. And people that you recognize your merits and are behind you 100%. At the time, there was you know Zane production and Arrow and yeah, yeah, yeah. the early Wicked. Wicked actually. Give it to Steve Ornstein. He changed the name of the game. He's the first one that said, "You know what? Let's go two days instead of one. Right? Let's go three days instead of two. I remember working for a company called Las Vegas Videos. First company I ever. Worked I remember for. them. We shot ten scenes in one day. It's insane. What? Ten. Oh no, you would do five scenes plus thirty pages of dialogue yeah. in a day. Yeah. But why? They had more I, money. I, to that's shoot. what I do. No, they I did never, not. That's it. Was did. all shot at 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 J. At J. Strand has studio. Well, which at the time was Vogels, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Track Tech, and 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 that's what it was. You you were there until you died. Yeah, <laughs> until yeah. you died. I remember until yeah. your soul died. Were, and guys like Jake Jacobs, you know, it's like would be with those fucking giant cameras yeah. going. Yeah, yeah for, and, and, for twenty. But hours. then again, there were there and and then first was just hard, and then oh, we have to shoot softcore. Everybody went. Yeah. What is softcore? We didn't even know. Nobody knew. Right. And it was just this, those insane stuff. It yeah. was, and so when people talk about the golden age of porn, fuck you, you weren't there. Well, mm. no, girls had big hair and bad makeup and the lighting was terrible. Was in the same three sets with the fucking, the same statue there's, of this fucking there's guy. No, there's no question that the quality of the porn you're stealing is way better than it's ever been. <laughs> there's no question about that. Uh, but yeah, but I'm, I mean, look, I'm a little bit nostalgic for those days just because. I'm not, that's, that's, no, I, I not, wasted my youth on them. No, I know, but not, not that I want to go back to that. I mean, it was a horrible I feel like on. the golden age, well, okay, I could see the argument for it being now, but I think like the 2000s, like when the internet first hit, well, and people yeah. were making a no, fuck ton well, of money. No, that's when. Uh, just for, for, I can tell you, I was. We were. No, <laughs> yeah, no we were. kid. I was making a lot of money. Oh, no, you know, for Pornhub. Well, I tell you something, and I'm still making a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but I'm working until I die now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Pornhub is the same as everything else. I am just it's, talking it's, about before free porn. I understand it's also a sensitive subject, but there was it, 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 but. <laughs> it was also it was also the the fact that there was the internet was slow and it would you two, take you two hours to Absolutely. download one photo, so there was no such thing as streaming. But say nineteen. Look, I can tell you that the person that I work I've worked for zero tolerance for 17 years one of the owners of that company got extraordinarily wealthy mm-hmm. uh, at, in that era like stupid wealthy yeah. like he owns a fucking Walmart wealthy you know so there he was really mo- owns a Walmart yeah there was money to, well the, the land that the Walmart is on you know I don't think right. you can own a Walmart yeah, franchise, was like, but, I didn't... but the property okay you know? gotcha gotcha um, 
And so, yeah, you could make uh, just a stupid amount of money back My then. parents bought their ranch with the money that they right. made yeah. from Suzanette. So, you know, and I was getting paid uh, a lot of money, and I, and I wasn't working that much. I mean, maybe I worked eight days a month, yeah. you know, and yeah. I made a tremendous amount of money, and it was fantastic. And then— Before 2008. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember being signed by Wicked. I, mean, I was signed as a cameraman uh, um, um, on contract. Right. Mm. So I shot for everybody up to 10 days a month, which mm. seemed a lot, but— mm-hmm. We passed it all the time, and it was a lot. I was as a cameraman, you made almost a thousand bucks a day. Right. Wow. Right. And as a director, the average stuff was two to three thousand dollars a day. Right. Oh my god! <clears throat> so now, me now. now, now I'm expected to, sh- and it, this is just the way it is. But now I'm expected to show up with my fifteen thousand dollar camera. Oh yeah, all my lights with my still camera. I with did all my, not yeah. own any fucking equipment. Yeah. They rented everything for you. That's and incredible. and uh, if I get paid seven, if I get paid a thousand dollars a day, it's because I'm doing everything. You know, I'm doing the video, yeah. I'm doing the stills, the, the whole nine yards. If so, I'm yeah. directing a movie, I get a little bit more, but. Not as much more as you would think, but, as you yeah. well then know. again, yes, lo- what happened is a lot of companies didn't follow, didn't see things coming. I remember yeah. Mark Nicholson, mm-hmm. uh, who's with Lansky now, mm-hmm. um, we were at Wicked together, and one day we were just like, we, we, we walked in the office, and we said, guys, the internet is happening, what are you doing? Yeah. And they basically told us, it was 2005, I would say, 2006, and they told us, shut the fuck up, you know what you're doing, go away. I had the yeah. That, that was the thing. That's, you know? Yeah, I think people thought it was like a fad or something. Well, like no, that. I mean, while like Bra- Brazzers and all those right. guys were but, doing it, and and they ended up owning it. Because they own the whole industry. I had the privilege. We talked about this. I had just done the Butterfly Effect podcast mm-hmm. when I first met you. Yes, uh, and of course now it's out, and a lot of people listen to it. And of course, it's a seven part series that follows the you know what free porn did to the industry, and in the climactic part of the climactic episode. of Seven is I talked to Fabian Thielman. I mm-hmm. talked to him on the phone for a long time. Most people don't even know who that is anymore, but he is the father of free porn. Yeah. He started Pornhub. He bought uh, Brazzers. He bought Man- – well, he yeah. bought Mansef when they were – before they were Manwin, before they were MindGeek. He, you know, he was Not there. All that. He put all of that into motion. And uh, it's just it's – just, and for years I hated the guy because I'm like, you're the reason why I have to work until I'm fucking 90 years old now. You're the reason why, you know, all this stuff. But in talking to him, I realized that just what you said, everybody was so short-sighted that they didn't see a bigger picture because they were just so happy being in their little lane, you know. Mm-hmm. This little is what DVDs. we do. We ship our DVDs. You know, we have these customers on automatic. We, you know, we got reorders on this one. We're making a ton, you know, and they didn't see this fucking tidal wave about to just wipe out. And he Some did. Some people saw it. And, and, the, the, and they, they didn't act on us. it, though. They laughed at us. Yeah. But then again, it was also the people that, you know, same people wicked when I said, oh, guys, we can just uh, don't shoot videotapes anymore and go on cameras that have cards. Right. You're gonna, and they were like, you're an idiot. Yeah. And then I said, you're going to save 20 grand a month in, in, in uh, processing. Press, and, press, and they were like, oh, okay, you're a genius. Yeah. Well, just like 4K, I'm like, we need to start shooting in 4K. And everybody I was, you know, they're like, no, we're not going to. Well, then again, I, I'm, I still think it's stupid because they still release in 1080. Well, I, it's absurd on, on you know, whatever. On the internet, yeah. But we're there's a lot, a, a lot of the VOD companies now on the online sites, they want the 4K. Oh, content, then we have so, the 4K. You know. but, um, yeah, but but when I first brought that up, 4K, even to the, the, the uh, when I brought it up to, you know, to zero tolerance, you know, I'm like, you should be shooting in 4K. And I'm like, why? I'm like, Please just do it because you didn't do the internet thing. At least do the 4K thing. <laughs> you know, I, I tried with the 3D at the time. Yeah, the 3D. Well, Penthouse was made a huge miscalculation doing oh, everything huge. in 3D because they thought that was going to be the future. Nobody I, gave a shit about 3D. No. I, I don't think anybody's going to care about VR for the same reason. But it's interesting. It's it's so hard to know like where the trends are going to go because yeah, everybody v- thought VR will go nowhere because yeah. it's a very simple thing. There is no uh, way to make a movie in VR. Right. 
yeah, you're, you can make a scene. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I was talking with people in mainstream, like a, a guy, his name is Pitoff. He, poor guy. He directed uh, Catwoman, mm-hmm. you know, the yes, mainstream. Course, yes. yes. Uh, Michelle French. Pfeiffer, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. No, no, not Michelle Pfeiffer. That was uh, uh, Halle Berry. Halle Berry, yes, exactly. And yeah. the, 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 oh, Michelle the, Pfeiffer was Catwoman, Catwoman. Yeah, in the, a yeah, Batman yeah. movie. Uh, they, they took the director's cut away from him, and uh, and they fucked up the movie. Right. But uh, he's a guy who, who actually is the first one who, who you know before Lucas did the the the, the Phantom Menace in 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 twenty four P at the right. time video. He was the first one who did it in France. A movie called Vidoc with Depardieu and all stuff. Uh, brilliant guy, and he said. Uh, the nar- you can do a narrative in VR. No. Because, you know, when, as a director, you take people where you want to take them. Right. You know, cut, 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 cut. Yeah. You take them. If you in VR, cut. you can't. Right. And I also said, I'm like, when so I. You, you never go anywhere. I think most men, when they want to pleasure themselves, don't want to put on some crazy getup. <laughs> you know, like when I'm jerking off at home, I don't like to look around to see sure. what else might be in the room. I you just know? bought one for my kid for Christmas, and it's fucking amazing. Oh well, I'm sure it is, it's but is, did he get it for the purpose of masturbation no, or gaming? I tell you something: when I put it on the first time, I did have some movement down there. Well, all right, suit yourself. I don't know. For me, it, and just it was seems just like, birds flying. You know, like when I wake up in the morning with a uh, well, not as much as I used to when I was a younger man, but when I wake up in the morning with an erection. I I know I want you, uh, you actually write it on the calendar. I write it on the calendar. I, I also uh, I go make coffee, you know, or uh, I don't get my VR headset out, find my you know thing, and be like, okay, you know before I go to work today. when you have this boner and you just walk your dogs and then you're just in your shorts and your robe, and then the neighbors see you there and you have this pitching a tent. Yeah, no, it goes down before <laughs> I do all that. Plus, in my neighborhood, nobody would care, quite honestly, because I had during my uh, divorce, I had to move to a bad part of town to uh, make oh, ends meet. The, but that's neither here nor there. With um, the trains passing with by, the fucking trains, Wait, man. Who rents a house without noticing there's a train passing I by? I was just looking for a comfortable place to live. It's, she seemed like a nice lady, and then uh, I realized I you was. You don't map quest your place when you're going to well, live. First of all, map quest. First of all, really who dates uses you. Who uses map, map quest? Yes. <laughs> I didn't Google map where the fucking trains ran in Los Angeles. Well, next time I will. <laughs> but MapQuest was still yeah. relevant two years ago. It doesn't fucking date me that much. Well, I don't know. Well, there I you can go. tell you that uh, when you asked me earlier where the closest record store was, I was like, <laughs> Francois. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but uh, there's <laughs> this record store, don't well, you? Yeah, of course, but I don't look for them anymore because it's like, you know, I, I think that's sad that the uh, that the uh, platypus went extinct or whatever. I don't look for them anymore. No, they're not. The I didn't say extinct. No, the platypus, what was the one that's extinct? Oh, the, uh, uh, it's a reptilian thing. The uh, wicked girl? The dinosaurs? <laughs> no, not the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's an actual thing. It's a... Uh, 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 ah, God damn it. Now we got to Google it. I'm not going to waste your time by Googling it, but look it up. There's a, an animal that went extinct about 100 years ago that uh, we, we all wish would come back. Anyway. Uh, no, not the dodo. It was a reptile. The dodo was a bird. Yes, it was. Please turn to another podcast immediately. This is not going to get any more entertaining, folks. I can promise you that. Yeah, let's, go back, let's go back to the topic. This, this balls woman, dick. This woman balls. Worked, she worked Pussy. so hard to build this thing for you all to be entertained, and we've ruined it for her, no, we didn't and I feel terrible. No, this is this. is this. How, how much time do we have? We're over time. It's we're at an hour and ten minutes, but I don't have like a set. To, it's a podcast. Okay, so all right, yeah, I forgot. It can go as long. Ask as Ask another I want. question. Well, we don't want to preempt Wheel of Fortune, so we should probably wrap this up pretty we're soon. We're not on CBS. Oh, all right, fair enough. <laughs> you must have another question because you only asked two so far. Well, I, I mean, we you guys have filled in all the blanks. We um, I was going to ask you how you got into porn, but I kind of feel like you sort of told us. Not really. Okay. okay. Tell us your story. The year was 1908. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I was um, in Hollywood. After I came to America, I worked for ILM. 
in Saskia Light and Magic. Thank you. Uh, I was a, a, a miniature maker, model maker. Mm-hmm. And uh, when that was over, I came to Los Angeles after San Francisco. And then, you know, I, I still had uh, benefits from France from my unemployment. So I just stayed there and then kind of ended up running out. And then uh, one of my neighbors was Britt Morgan. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I remember Britt star. Morgan, yeah. And uh, her husband, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Hurt. Mm-hmm. Ken Hurt. Ken Hurt. Uh, Jace Rocker. Jace Rocker. Right. Uh, I went to them and said, I need a job. You know, I'd give them my resume and they were like, okay, you know, Philip, I worked with Philip Kaufman and that kind of shit like that, you know. Uh, you're too qualified, but okay, fine. If we have something as a PA, we'll. And then one day I was just going around and said, oh, we need somebody as a PA. And then just. You know, Britt took me to set and I worked for Jay Shannon. It was four days for Zane. Right. We shot five movies in four days. Mm-hmm. And so that was your first time on a porn set? Yeah, 100 and bucks a day. Were you, did you know it was a porn set before you got yeah, there? Of course. Yeah, I knew what they were doing. And were you like excited? Were you nervous? A bit nervous. But uh-huh. being French, I was going to use uh, use. The French are always nervous, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> they could be invaded at any moment. <laughs> 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 Where's your fucking laugh track now? <laughs> I have the boo one. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I was a bit nervous, yeah, because I, even though I was used to nudity, I wasn't used to that kind of uh, stuff. So, uh, yeah, I was a bit nervous the first day. Mm-hmm. Get excited the second. Mm-hmm. And get bored the third, <laughs> and you've been and bored I'm, ever and since. And I've been bored ever <laughs> since. No, sometimes you come up with like th- th- there are people that have such an energy that you kind of get into it. It's yes. like oh great, you know. The same way, like I was talking Kieran, like when when uh, or anybody for that matter, I'm shooting a scene when the girl is boring and it's like ugly. Um, it it those 25 minutes seem like a long time, and yeah. sometimes you're just done because. There's such an energy going on on set yeah. and on stuff. You know, People always ask me like, what constitutes like a great day? And I'm like, it's all about the talent. I know, exactly. Yeah, of course. All yeah. about oh, the talent. Absolutely. Like a scene with Madison Ivy, it lasts like that. Oh, yeah. I love her. We're done. She's like my favorite. Who yeah. are some of your favorite girls? Madison Ivy, number one. She's uh, my number one. Uh, you can't have she's her. She's my, my number, number one. one. Um, so sad. <laughs> You'll discover a uh, little, a little um, 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 Emma Hicks. She's great. Um, I love. Yeah, we have a really cool shoot plan for her. I love, 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 love Chanel Preston. Even though she's just a fucking. I love her too. She's she's, so funny, and she's bored with it, and she's done with the business. But she's as such. She's such a great, amazing girl. Yeah. Um. Although there's, you know, uh, Layla Star. She's. I love shooting her. I haven't shot Layla Star in a long time. She's great. I mean, you know. She's got a. She's got a stop with a knife, but you know. Um. But uh, she's. uh, She's a lovely girl, and she's fun to be on set with. She's fun to shoot. Ask me, ask me. I was going to ask you. I was waiting for Francois to go through his line. He ran out. I'm not done with my line, but go for it. (laughs) I'll think about something. Well, Uh, actually, I kind of know who you like because you – what actually – what I love is Mike Quasar's seal of approval. Like when you shoot a new girl that you like and you tweet about it, and I'm like, I know that that girl is great because you don't just like anybody. No. Ivy Wolf. That's because of you. Ivy Wolf. Yes, Ivy Wolf. I remember that. And, uh, And you were right. She's phenomenal. Well, after I shot her the first time, I was like, oh, my God, you were right. He was like, you're in love, are you? <laughs> like, yeah. And now, you know, the ironic thing is I can't afford to shoot Ivy Wolf anymore because that's Why? how popular. She, really? She, yeah. she raised her right? Yes. And deservedly so. I always say. Oh, she's amazing. You know, if a girl a girl is worth whatever. I, I, it sounds like 
livestock at this point. But mm-hmm. you're you are whoever you are. You're worth whatever somebody's willing to pay you. So right. um, you want to raise your rate, and you're still getting work. Knock yourself out. You know? yeah. So I don't feel you know. I mean, I'd love to still shoot her, but you know, it's out of my range most of the time. But um, there's a new girl um, named Lacey Lennon that I've yeah. been shooting. Oh, about she's her. amazing. She's phenomenal. I haven't oh shot my her god, yet. she's like the next one. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, so sweet. So yeah. I mean, she's like. A ray of sunshine on set. Yeah. And yeah. She's, she sings opera. She sings, what? And she's not only, a major. Not, wow. not only that, but Amazing. She, she takes it so seriously. It's got a very, because she's a redhead. She's just yeah. got a very unique look, you know. Um, she's beautiful. But she's, she's stunning. stunning. But I uh, I gave her, I shot her in my last Wicked feature and I gave her the script and, and she showed up and she knew every goddamn Yeah, I know. She's very she, didn't, she didn't just read it in the makeup chair for the first time. Yeah, you know? which is what knew, most girls do. She knew the, she knew the, the every every word to that and she was fantastic. So, um, she's so sweet. Yeah, sweet girl. Very nice girl. You know? And I mean, you know, the, the and the other ones that, you know, we all love to shoot, you know, there's yeah. a, you know, a lot of them are Spiegler girls, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like I really like, uh, you know, Gia Durz's great. I haven't Spiegler. Shot her She's fantastic. Um, you know, Whitney Wright with Spiegler yeah. is great. Um, you know, there's, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot, you know, and there's also a lot that I have no memory of whatsoever, you know, and, <laughs> and, uh, but that's, that's, I think why, you know, Do because you have I, girls because on your note, somebody asked Spiegler me, Spiegler has a lot of really good girls. Oh, well, Spiegler's yeah. very picky about yeah. who, uh, you know, uh, who he represents. What's her name? Um, Spiegler's an agent, by yeah. the way. Yeah. You guys didn't know. Mark Spiegler, best agent in the yeah. business. He's very serious about it. Yeah. Yes. And I had him on my podcast, actually. So if you want yeah. to listen oh, to his episode. Go back in the archives and look for Mark Spiegler. Go back and listen. On Holly Randall. Yeah, uh, um, Do you have a no list? Of girls I won't shoot? Yes. Uh, I don't have a no list per se, but I, I go through this with um, my production manager a lot. Well, I know one of them. You won't shoot. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, I won't shoot that one. That's for sure. But I for don't different know reasons. Who you're talking about. Uh, we, we, I'll tell you after the okay. podcast. Anyway, uh, but um, I have uh, I, I have this funny sort of relationship with my production manager in terms of um, we have a code. You have yes. one? Uh, huh? You have a production manager? Yeah, believe it or not. Yeah, somebody books. I don't have one. Well, that's you don't. Do you shoot um, fifty scenes a month like I do? I need one really badly. Well, I kind of do shoot. If you do well, then you should get one. I recommend it. It's me. But uh, we have a we have a I have a little thing DTM. Which is dead to me. <laughs> right? And so, you know, uh, if I shoot a girl and she just was horrible or she was an asshole or I just, you know, and he'll, you know, text me and go, how was she? And I just go DTM. <laughs> so, and I can't tell you which girl, yeah. you know, yeah, th- of course th- there's not. so many, you know, I shoot so many girls, you know, but I, but that's why I'm so happy when I, when I shoot a girl who, you know, everybody should know about, you know, because yeah. I feel like, Man, this made my usual drudgery, yeah, uh, you know, enjoyable. So you don't need that much. Come on. Well, I, it's not that I hate it. I, I mean, think it's, your, it's it's just like your character. I, well, no, it's not. It's, it's not a character. Just your character. It's it's not, not, no, it's, 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 it's not a character. I truly, uh, I feel, I feel great gratitude. The fact that people still want to hire me, I don't quite understand it myself. But uh, I still, the fact that I turned down work is again, I'm grateful for. But uh, getting back to what I talked about earlier, I just want to go home. It's all I want. <laughs> do is go home. But home is nothing home. It doesn't matter. I, I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not arched over somebody. My back isn't on, hurting. I'm not, you know, going to yeah, yeah, move your leg. It's like, it's like that. you wake up in the morning and you, the first thing you go is, oh, I have this, you know, and I have this technique that I use when I shoot. It's sort of like, I, you know, did this early on when we used to shoot on beta cams and oh, stuff God. because, you know, it was like, 42 pounds. Well, no, because I used to love seeing like these jib shots and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, at the time, I'm like, I can't afford that. I can't, I don't even know how to do that. So I used to kind of approximate this thing. I I became like a fucking ballerina. Like I do this lift with the camera where I'm like slowly, you know, and I'm on my tippy toes and Mm -hmm. I'm doing this. And 
some, when executed correctly, it looks, it kind of looks like a jib shot. And so I still do that. It's just part of the way I do things. And it's getting harder to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's also getting harder to tell if I'm in focus, by the way. So if you've recently viewed one of my stolen videos, uh, please uh, drop me a line. Let me know if everything was in focus for you. Yeah, all right. I've a lot of stuff. Thank God, like, all this stuff with my, my thighs are still very strong. Yeah. So I can just do this. And yeah. I have a lighter camera. So right. it's all yeah. this. Yeah. But it hurts in the morning when I wake up. So you guys always do your own camera work? You don't ever just direct and have somebody the only time I didn't do it was for Penthouse. Yeah. And, and it was that, boring that as was fuck. Worst. I did the same thing. It was the worst experience I've ever had I know. on the set. Because I would look at the cameraman and they were – because it was 3D and they were on tripods. Right. Yeah. And I would look at them like <laughs> – it was funny. <laughs> The couple is making out in the in on the couch, and they move to the bed. And the, and and I realize I look at the screen, and the camera doesn't move. Right. And look at the cameraman; he's on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's happened. Uh, and that's how you get no. nowhere. And I had to, I did I did a couple of shoots for Penthouse after the 3D thing had gone away, and it was and I said I'll, I didn't want to do it at all. You know, I guess they were just desperate for people that had a checkbook because that's basically all they were hiring you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because they already have everything. You know, mm-hmm. they have their camera people. They mm-hmm. have the way they want things done. You're not really. Well, that was because of Sky Blue. Well, I, I don't we know. Imposed, right? I don't know what it was. But to you, bottom line was because I was, she was making yes. money on it. I don't know the particulars. <laughs> all I, I all I know is I had to show I'll up on it. set and no I had problem. to sit behind a monitor and I would say, okay, we have enough of this. Let's move on. And the video tech would be like, no, 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 we have to do exactly five minutes. Oh, I know like, that one. I'm oh, like, yeah. this is not how you fucking make exactly. porn. And I, was, I know now why you're going out of fucking business. I know. I, Thank I, you very much. I'm done with you. this. You know. Well, and that's why you're such a great uh, director because you edit in your head because you edit your own stuff, so you yeah. know exactly how much you need to shoot. Well, yeah. Also, I mean, it doesn't steal money. I also don't steal money. You know, but uh, there's no money to steal. Trust me, I would love oh, to I'm steal sure money if I could take home the, the leftover bottled water at the end yes, of a day. Right. I'm a fucking I'm, I win. Found a, Sky blue found a way. Uh, so there may be. I don't, again, I don't know. I can't speak on things I don't no know. No problem but, saying it. Um, long story short, no. But that was uh, that was uh, those were yeah. It's not and the editing thing too. It's like you know, I always tell people because I the way I shoot is I do. I, I try and front load the scene with enough content that will go into both the hardcore version and the softcore version. Right. right? So then when we're done with, the, so then when they're fucking, I don't have to stop them. I don't have to direct them unless they're horrible, right? But if right. They, but most people, I think. What do you pe- say when they're horrible? Well, I, well, the thing is, so I better. But that's the thing. Most people, I assume, most people are better at sex than me, right? So I'm not one to tell you oh, how to do your business, all right? So, uh, but I as a person, I mean, if I can't see or if there's, you know, you if it's struggling. Then I need to tell them you know, all those things. But yeah. it, it, so at the end of it, it's like, okay, we got nine minutes that counts towards both versions of the scene. So we're going to shoot 12, 13 minutes. I only need a 72 minute version of the, of the scene, uh, for, of the movie for softcore. So we're going to do four minutes, four minutes, four minutes, and that's it. And then we're done. And, but I always tell them these four minutes are going to seem like four hours to you. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Cause by that time, the guy's already dropped a load and he's in his mind. He's already, you know, smoking pot somewhere, listening to whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, so then he's got, they got to do the whole thing where they spoon or like, ah, ah. And meanwhile, the guy's, you know, just completely flaccid. And then I yeah. realize how good these girls are as actresses because there's nothing inside them at all. And yet it's like the end of the world, you know, so, <laughs> so Hollywood can criticize porn acting all they want, but nobody can do softcore like a porn actress can, you know? <laughs> Uh, but that, but that all comes with the with the having to edit because that's something I've just refined over the years because right. you know I don't want to spend more time editing than I have to you right, know? right right and consequently when I shoot for other people I because I have such sympathy for the editor I don't want the their editor to have to work more than they have to so that's right. kind of how that started you know right so um, another question that I had some people pose to me they wanted um, interesting stories from set. 
And it was kind of like a last minute thing to throw at you. And whenever oh. people ask me this question, I'm always like, oh, I can't think of anything. I already gave you I already gave you that on the last podcast. If you yeah, remember. you did. That was pretty good. <laughs> what you guys will what have interesting? To, um, you know, just like like uh, crazy stories. Um, basically, anything. I told a story about a girl that brought her slave to set who after the scene was over and she was covered in other men's semen, he licked her clean. I told that story. <laughs> well, I, I had a girl that her dad dropped her off. Oh, I've had that happen. I've had that happen before. That's fucking. I know, isn't it? Whoa. I had somebody who wanted to bring their mom to set to, for the scene. I had Bridget, Bridget Kirkhoff with yeah. her husband looking at the monitor, oh, and she was, she was doing a, 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 like a DP. I mean, like, it, was, it was a four way with three black guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, the husband was looking at the monitor and looking at us and saying, oh my God, my wife has three feet of digging. Can we please right call out that motherfucker who I'm so glad was thrown out of this fucking business, that piece of shit Skeeter Kirkhove motherfucking <laughs> criminal Nazi fucking rapist motherfucker. I'm so fucking glad he's, I heard he was fucking working at a pizza shop in Arizona and he's married to a transgendered person or something weird like that. Now, I have no fucking idea, but fuck that guy What's your and point, fuck anybody Mike? who's like him because this industry allows motherfuckers like that in and I, it, and it, I always had a fuck weird uh, his fucking Bridget Kirkhope found fucking Jesus because she had no fucking choice. And she found it in her ass. <laughs> Wherever he was, she found him. Obviously. Sorry, I got passionate for a second. I know. I mean, what, it doesn't happen very why often. Why don't you folks. just tell us the way it is? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm sorry. I, I, let's back down. What else happened that was I, odd to you? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think odd things. I know, it's, it's kind of it like... It was a, never that odd because it was with Wicked for a long well, time. Well, yeah, that's And Wicked is like so aseptized. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know? I, mean, I was when I was with at uh, the time was very aseptized. When I had mm-hmm. to shoot with John T. Bone in the nineties, uh, we shot a scene with Jasmine St. Clair where uh, a movie—I believe the movie was called "Blow It Out Your Ass"—and she literally <laughs> what was had, it about? She had she had they, they and it's They staged it to where they had something a tube, and then they had a thing that they literally put in her ass. An enema? At, no, like a, a thing that, that they she literally they she shot a flame like forty feet long at a, a flame. Her, a, a flame. <laughs> Like that was John's done. big thing. Like you've never done this. Yeah, well, who hasn't in, in recreationally, but professionally, I'd never seen it done before. No, but John was like, he goes, this is going to be so fucking brilliant. This is, they're going to be talking oh, about this for years. Darling. And I'm like, thinking to myself, okay, the girl is uh, blowing fire out of her uh, anus. And we had to frame it so that you couldn't see the, the tube, you know, so it just looked like fire coming out of a girl's ass. It was fake. Um, and I'm thinking the whole time I'm shooting Wait, this. Wait, hold like, on, hold on, hold on. Was the tube in her ass or was it like behind there, her ass? There was a, a tube that went up under her body. Imagine she's okay. in doggy bent over. Okay. The tube goes up under her body. Okay. And then there's a receptacle type thing, or not a receptacle, but like a, another larger tube that they put in her butt. Okay. And then on the other end of that was a gas canister. <laughs> So there was literally wrong. What could go wrong? <laughs> and I'm like 25 or something at the did time. Did they have like insurance? Uh, no, this guy I'm not even sure this guy was legally like in the country. So never mind that. But I only was on no. But uh, but I, I just remember at the time thinking to myself, why are we doing this? <laughs> like. Like I don't. I thought we made you know, porn because people want to jerk off or something. That, There's a girl that might die uh, shooting fire out of her anus. I don't understand her at all. A, that's why I stopped with Michael's hardcore. The last scene I shot for him, you had the girl at the end. He had her uh, pal driver for the viewers out there. It's when the girl is. Show us, show us, I have video of him. It's re- okay. Re- I'll show it to you later. Resting on her neck with her legs bent back, and 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 dear old Max put a speculum in her anus, yeah. spread it open. He. Uh, Proceeded to urinate in her anus. I knew you were going to say that. And, 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 hold on. I'm not even close to be done. Uh, 
And oh, then more. He, peed, he peed in her anus and put a tube there and have her drink is there, oh, God. urine out of her anus. Is there a PG version of this? And movie? I looked at Max afterwards and I was like, I put my camera right on and said, what did we just shoot that wasn't pornography? I said, we're done. And I never worked for him again. Wow. Because I was, I was, as I was shooting, I was like, what mm. the fuck? But here's again, and there, there's been guys like Max. There's been guys, all the people that have gone to prison for, well, not all the people, because some of the people were railroaded, you know, uh, but, uh, Max Hardcore was not. And Rob Black, you know, you can, that whole argument about the obscenity, I'll know it when I see it type thing. But I think when you're drinking a man's urine out of your own gaping, uh, anus, uh, like you've never done it. I think, <laughs> again, you're from Canada private, after all. In the privacy of your own home is one thing. <laughs> uh, I think you're just kind of asking for, and, and also I can't, I, I've like, seen what, photos with you with mooses. It's a Canadian thing. It's I know. Exactly. In the winter, we get lonely sometimes, Francois. <laughs> it's like when you uh, had to snuggle with those Nazis a little while ago. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I understand they were in your country and you needed love. Thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I want to know uh, – that's the thing. And I'm glad that – I think that era of porn is over, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't seen the Thank freak the show porn. God. But for a yeah. while, that was what everybody wanted to do. Yeah, How many more internet- penises can we get in an anus? How much see, more – At, at the time, I was stuck with, with, with companies like, like, uh, like uh, Wicked or – or Sin City, yeah, and so we didn't do that, and and we looked down upon these people, right? As well, you should have, <laughs> because we're like doing, oh, let's do like really cool stuff, and you know, like light through fans, and, yeah. and 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 elaborate special effects and shit like that, and let's do French cinema somewhere, and I, you know, with Michael Raven, I thought that was great, yeah. and we were kind of laughing at these people who made way more money than we That's did. That's true, but mm-hmm. but they for, made a fortune for being degrading. You still have to talk about degrading night. women. Yeah, we're talking about. There was no more degrading women than those days. Yeah. 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 That's when people talk about when, when, again, we did the, the butterfly effect podcasting. They're like, is, is porn gotten more extreme? I'm like, actually, it's gotten less extreme. Yeah. It's, it's definitely swung back yeah. to like a more cinematic, like features yeah. well, are becoming I, a big thing again. I think yeah. the whole country went back to older ways. It's yeah. like, you know, when you look at the eighties and seventies, the country, I mean, sexual revolution, all that stuff, yeah. it was way more out there since the nineties. I think we regressed to be more. Uh, uh, conservative, yeah. mm-hmm. and now it's we're basically Amish now. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I've been Amish for quite some time, just so you know. This but, is why now it's like, oh, there's yeah. a nano. Ooh. By the way, there's a I barn would, in Bakersfield that I raised the other week. You really should drive by. I would see. love to say that my, I think my favorite series that you did was the Amish porn series <laughs> that you shot. I just they made, were, I just made a movie Amish. So <laughs> fucking funny. It was pretty funny. Like I can't, I can't take credit for the concept of making Amish porn. They was, they were. But you know, what, what is the name of what are the name of the titles? Because they were hilarious. Well, we did uh, we did we did. It was just Amish girls. It's Amish girls my volumes one for whatever. Amish. You know, no, it wasn't my Amish stepdad. Um, <laughs> but it was very funny. It was all because I didn't know there's a thing called Rumspringa, <laughs> where Amish girls are let out or oh, Amish yes. children oh, yeah. are sort yes. of let out to experience real life. Oh, so sure. it was sort of like so we and I dressed them up like you know basically like pilgrims. Which you know my friend Nate at the time he's like he goes I'm actually Amish. No one in my family ever dressed like that. I'm like shut up. It's a stereotype. We're going with it. <laughs> so they're dressed like pilgrims, and then they, they, the whole concept is they go out in the real world. They've never seen a cell phone before. You know, uh, that one of the kids whittled a cell phone out of a block of wood. You know, stuff like that. You know, and then and they see porn for the first time, like oh, you know, whatever. And then, the, of course, the really funny thing is that many of the Amish girls had tattoos. But you know, <laughs> yeah. what are you going to do? That's something that you just uh, got to overlook. Yeah. Yeah. Suspend disbelief for that. That's please. one thing about uh, I want to say to girls: when you get in the biz, don't get too many tattoos because you really. Uh, uh, you're really going to 
You're going to limit yourself. the yes. amount of roles. That like you I get. can't, I can't film you as a as a lawyer or a right. cop or whatever because you look really stupid once you take your clothes off. It doesn't make sense. I'm, well, I'm sure you look hot. Don't right. get me. I have nothing wrong about tattoos. Well, it's like when I, but it doesn't really work with a part. When I shoot Tommy Pistol in a, in a very Time's up. <laughs> when oh. I shoot Tommy Pistol in a very serious role, and he takes his shirt My off, car. he takes his pants off, and he's got a fucking, he's got a tattoo of a fucking smiling milkshake on his thigh. I'm like, this, God, you're supposed to be distraught and conflicted, and you got a fucking smiley milkshake on your fucking thigh. Well, nothing sells, says fraught and um, conflicted than a smiley milkshake. Well, I know. I mean, I mean, you clearly. know, at the end, we're, we're magicians. We just make amazing things with what we have. Mm, true. You know, at the end. Uh, My, I'm going to toot my own horn again. The, my, 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 the guy who taught me lighting, Philippe Rousselot, told me it's not what you know, it's what you can do with what you have. Yes. Mm. And, uh, and it, it's what we have, what we deal with. You know, we do what the best with what we have because we don't have unlimited budget, unlimited uh, actors, unlimited right. resources. And we, we do amazing shit yeah. with what we have. I've said that. You, enough. him, me, we're just like, I, it's, it's a bit of magic. If you look, if you... You know, I've got limited experience being on mainstream sets, but I just, I always saw the few times that I've been on one, I saw a lot of people there and I didn't understand why they were there. Oh, know? I know. It's oh, always yeah. like, what the are union. you all doing yeah. here? You know, it's like, you're all making, like this guy moves the, the he's going to move that to there, but then someone else is going to move it from there to there. I know. That's, you know, it's like, I don't, you And know. our lighting guys, they move the lights, put the, put the gels and right. put the cables and you know, mainstream, it's like, you know, there's one guy for the light, right. the guy for the cable, right. guy for the gels. And it's like, I, 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 and, and in France, they hated me. When I went back to France in 2003 and I worked on, on a, a mainstream movie and, and they hated me because they were like, slow down, Francois. Why? What, what, what was wrong? you're making us look bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, exactly. because, it's because we have to keep our five days right. per week. Right. All the way we don't get a benefit. Right. Wow. And, and because I, I was used to, you know, working the pay salmon and what they shot in five days, I could have shot in two. Yeah. Wow. But then it wouldn't get the benefits. Right. Yeah. So they were like, slow the fuck down. Right. They got milk in the system. So, um, just last question. What advice would you give to anybody who wants to get into the porn industry and start directing? Run. I knew you were going to say that. Run as no, fast okay. no, and no, as no, far no, no, as you no, can. No, no. <laughs> Don't a, look over your shoulder. Joke. It's a joke. If you if you're, if you're want to be in the crew... Uh, just take your time. Don't burn bridges and, and don't be a creep. Don't be a creep. Don't be a creep, but don't, don't. Okay. If you're on that side of the fence, don't try to become a talent. That's yeah. First that thing. is a the huge, uh, no, no for me. And I, I, I can't always, uh, uh, don't touch to the it. girls, but no, and obviously don't touch the girls. But I mean, there has been people that have worked for me that, you know, are crew. And then I find out they're like doing content and stuff. I'm like, fuck dude, you just don't, you're there on this side of the line. There is a line. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and, and, You know, just tr try to learn. Do don't learn from porn. L watch movies, learn from the masters, yeah. you know, watch documentaries and stuff and learn how to make movies. Learn filmmaking because at yeah. the end it's still filmmaking. When we shoot dialogue, it still has to go through rules of filmmaking. Otherwise right. it looks, otherwise we look, we look like idiots. Right. If it's badly lit, badly shot, we look like fucking idiots, which, which, uh, keep going the, 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 the legend that porn is lesser than right. Hollywood. Yeah. So if you talent, Get the right agent. Yeah. 
And by the right agent means do research and ask every question yeah. that's on your mind and if don't ever be intimidated. If he's bald and has an English accent, don't sign with him. Francois, what uh, you've said here today has maligned my integrity. I run yes. I yes. run everything above board, Francois. By the way, someone from Luxury Companion asked if you were available on Saturday. I told them you were. <laughs> and... Uh, and you know, I mean, there are there are a lot of good agents, and 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 try and always do your homework. Like your agent send you somewhere, look up the production company they send you to before yeah. you say yes. It's amazing to me how many girls shoot for a certain company that is known to shoot a certain kind of content, and then they're shocked. Right, right I know right, right. that they want them to shoot yeah. like yeah. you know, like say, for example, Evil Angel. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Like if you're going to shoot for Evil Angel, you better be, go. Yeah. You better go look and see. And if evil you hear the, the name Mike Wazar, you should also <laughs> run. Run. Do not look turn run to set because you're going to have the best time. Oh yes. yes. Just know that when you get to set, my only interest. I'm not interested in groping you or <laughs> making friends with you. Or I just want to go home. That's all I want to do. <laughs> Can't perform anymore. Yes. <laughs> Those days are over. Just want to go home. You know, it's funny what you say about, um, you know, like not trying to be talent if you're a crew. No, yeah. People ask me all the time about wanting to work, you know, for me. They're like, oh, I've always wanted to work in porn. I'm like, you're exactly the kind of guy I don't, don't want to hire. Yeah. The guys who work on my crew, who are like my video guys and my lighting guys, don't want to work in porn. No. They actually want to be somewhere else. Right. They got like roped in because, right. you know, they knew somebody who knew somebody yeah. and they needed work. But like right. they don't actually really want to be there. Like oh, they yeah. would ra- and that's the kind of people I want to hire. Fun right. boys I, should never be on set. I want people who actually like don't really want to shoot porn. I made the mistake uh, about 20 years ago. I hired a PA uh, uh, as a favor to somebody. And he was just like, I can't believe I'm on a porn set. This stuff. Oh my God, that's so-and-so. I, I fucking jerk off to her all the time. I'm like, this is the last day you're ever working for me. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. You know? Exactly. To finish it, uh, there was this guy that was a PA on set years and years ago. And uh, uh, it was first day on set. And the poor kid, <clears throat> there was a, do you remember Joy Verducci? Yeah. Okay. He was doing a scene. It was at, at Shannon's studio, studios. And he was on the, on the, um, Poker table right. that was very wobbly. So we said he was a PS. I said, just go down there and just like hold with your feet. Right. And he's there on the floor with his feet holding the stuff. And Verducci is fucking the girl. And then comes the pop shot. And Manu is the, gal, the guy's first day right. ever on the porn set. First scene. <laughs> oh, and then Georgie pulls out and pops across the girl's belly. And the comes flies over the girl. <laughs> and lands right on the poor kid's face. <laughs> First day, first scene ever on a porn set. Never saw him again. I don't know why. (laughs) I think he became the Unabomber, if I'm not mistaken. (laughs) I think he moved to New Zealand. I'm not sure, but oh my oh, god, that is like everybody's worst nightmare. Oh, you know what's funny is, I, in, in 28 years, I never was hit once, uh, not once, never got hit. What about you, Mike? Only once by Xander Corvus. I, oh, of I, course, I burned those shoes. Of course, <laughs> of course, Xander. And that I'm, bastard. I'm, I'm almost certain he did it deliberately. Of so. course. I actually, the only time that it happened to me, it actually, it actually was a perfect shot, and it was, it was Derek Hay ah, when he was shooting as Ben English. As Ben English, oh, and yes. um, his mm, cum yes. landed right in the center of my lens. Oh, that's lucky! And like ended the scene, like it was perfect. Yeah. It was, I was just like, oh my god, it was a perfect. Well, because if it had landed on you, yeah, you, no. you would have immediately started feeling a burning sensation. <laughs> I got, I got one, one time. I was not. It was about a year ago. I was shooting, and it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> 
Kieran was like, the girl was River Scar girl, anal, and I was shooting right down the middle, and the dick came out, Kieran's dick, <laughs> and then it flung some poo probably ah. in my eyes. <laughs> Right in my run as far as fast as you can. The, be- the best thing is I didn't get pink eye. Oh, I guess that's the best thing <laughs> because. And the best I thing mean, is I didn't move. Yeah, I mean, you I, kept the shot. I, yeah. kept the shot. I remember once shot having a. Uh, I remember once having a chimp throw feces at me at the zoo, and I was so <laughs> fortunate not to get pink eye from it. I would have ruined my zoo experience for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> No, mommy, I don't want to go back to the zoo. <laughs> I, I got conjunctivitis the last time. <laughs> and that's my story, and I'm seeing to it. Oh, oh my God. Well, that oh, is a great way to end all, the podcast. <laughs> I hear this makes me look more serious. I, <laughs> you look like Bono now. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for coming on. This was great. Um, can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Oh, the manhole for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bar in Sioux City. <laughs> look, look for me on Grinder. <laughs> That's your local Bevmo. I'll be one or the other. <laughs> Uh, no, I, no, you're you are ex critic social I am so, media king, social media king of, of 2018. That's what correct. Is that? so, I don't fucking know, but I just, I just wow, thought it was funny. That sounds, sounds important. So, I think it's important. It's it a guy. Is. It's a guy in a in a Winnebago somewhere. But nonetheless, I'm sure you'll find me in the valley at some location shooting porn. Yes. <laughs> And uh, yeah, what is your Twitter? Because seriously, it's, it's just, really it, funny, it's and just, people need to follow it's it. It's just at Mike Quasar. Q U. There's no, it's an S, not a Z. Q U A S A R. And mine is a Francois Clu- uh, F Cluso F C L O U S O T triple X. Nobody is ever going to remember how to spell that. F C L O U S O T X X X. How fucking hard is this? <laughs> I already forgot. Oh, he's looking it up. Sorry, I didn't look it up. <laughs> And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't and forget. And the manhole, too. And I'm always she's a, down she's some a code manhole. Girl. Oh, good <laughs> she's Lord. a code girl. And don't forget, I have a Facebook group so you guys can join there where we talk about everything um, podcast related. It's, pod, it's podcast. Fuck. It's facebook.com slash group slash Holly Randall and filtered. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you next week. Bye. I want to thank my guests for coming by and chatting with us today, and a big thanks to you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do me a favor and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us more than you know. And if you're interested in behind-the-scenes access to the show, special bonus content, live streams of us taping the podcast, and more, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash hollyrandallunfiltered. You can even submit your own questions or get an autographed photo from one of our guests. Next week on the show, you don't want to miss my interview with Charlotte Sartre, otherwise known as Goth Charlotte. We touch on some really interesting subjects, mainly her job working in a brothel, and it's super, super interesting. I learned all kinds of new stuff. You definitely want to hear it. So make sure that you come back next week for Charlotte Sartre on Holly Randall Unfiltered. <laughs>